Good afternoon. Welcome to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Thanks for joining me here on KDCR today as we welcome you to the airwaves. If you can believe it, what is already the eighth game of the 2019 Dort University football season. And honestly, today, Dort football is just trying to replicate what it did last week. A 61-0 shutout victory over Doan University down in Crete. Today's contest, though, has a number of storylines to follow and to build on. Today in Sioux Center, a common locale for this matchup, it's your Dort University defenders against the Concordia University Bulldogs. So as we look ahead to today's game at Open Space Park, let's take a look, too, at some of the numbers surrounding this contest. The first number today is four. That's how many votes Dort is receiving in the 6th 2019 NAI Football Coaches Top 25 poll. Good enough for the 28th most votes in the country. Not bad for a team with three losses. And speaking of those three losses, that takes us to our second number, which is actually two numbers and a hyphen. 18-0. Dort's three losses this season have come to three teams that are combined 18-0. Number one Morningside is 6-0. Number 5, Northwestern, is 6-0. and And number 12, Kaiser, is 6-0. and Not exactly an easy start to the season with those three opponents in your first six games. So, yeah, Dort's not ranked, but a third-place finish in the G-Pack, an 8-3 and season. Those are still possibilities. A lot of stuff still to play for in the bigger picture, and you know, Dort's not going to let up. It's just not in the attitude and the nature of this team. But anyway, our third number today, it's 5 I mentioned this is a common locale for the Dort-Concordia matchup. It's the fifth straight year that Concordia is traveling northeast from Seward, Nebraska to Sioux Center, Iowa. And don't ask me why. It's just kind of the way it's been. And it will change next season. Dort will be going down to Seward, but not before five straight trips for Concordia up to Sioux Center. And in the meantime, I guess... In a way, at this point, that might help Concordia. I mean, yeah, you have to travel, but it is almost like a home away from home. It's a location that, other than your freshmen and transfers, everyone's familiar with at this point. The only difference is you just don't have the crowd on your side. And our last number to take a look at this afternoon is 7. It pertains for two reasons. And the first, let's take a look at how it pertains to Dort. Since Joel Penner took over as the head coach of the Dort football program, the defenders have played three games with Concordia. Two of those three games were seven-point Concordia victories. The one that wasn't, Dort was able to break the trend last season with a 39-18 victory. But seven is a meaningful number for Concordia this year. Of Concordia's seven games, six of those seven have been decided by seven points or less. That means all but one of Concordia's seven football games in 2019 has been decided by a touchdown or less. And the one that wasn't? A 44-0 shutout win at Hastings. So what does that mean for today? I guess we'll find out in a little bit. I mean, I'm not totally sure what that means today. On paper, I think Dort has a great shot at winning. It was the same against Doan, but at the same time, Concordia's really played some close games this year, and they battle with tough teams. Just a 20-14 loss against number 5 Northwestern last week. 
So we'll figure out what it means. We'll try to unpack this together. But before we do that, before we take a look at today's teams and the keys to the game, a few reminders and a look ahead. GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra joining us again on the Defender Football pregame show with his GPAC football report that a couple of minutes away here on KDCR. We also have our Dort Football Senior interview today on the Defender Football pregame show. We spoke with Dort's starting left guard earlier this season, and today we get to speak with his battery mate on the right side. Dort Football's starting right guard Justin Urquidez will join us today for our Dort Football Senior interview. And lastly, don't forget our halftime programming, which features our Dort Athletic Alumni segment, Where Are They Now?, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. Today, we're actually throwing it back to an interview from last year with a former linebacker, and we kind of figured, with Dort football shut out of Dome last week, there aren't too many guys better to hear from than one of the best defenders the football program has ever had. So joining us today at halftime, it's a former linebacker on Where Are They Now?, Benoit Harris. We're pumped to have you with us and to help you try to get set for another Saturday of Dort University football right here on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. But before we dive into the discussion regarding today's opponent, before we get to the keys to the game, and before we stumble along a few other items along the way, I do think it's time. Let's welcome in GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra to the KDCR Airwaves as he brings a little context to the equation with the GPAC Football Report. This is the GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, October 26. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Chris Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On your Football Saturday Report this week, we begin with last week's scoreboard from around the conference. Dort was a winner at Doan, 61-0 the final. It was Northwestern winning at Concordia, 20-14. Midland at home defeated Dakota Wesleyan, 52-27. And Morningside at home over Jamestown, 61-0 the final score. Here's the week number eight, Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week on offense. Shane Solberg, wide receiver from Northwestern. The junior from Hull, Iowa, set a career record at Northwestern, becoming the all-time leader in receiving yards for Northwestern College. He now has 2,573 receiving yards in his career. Tanner Mahachek, linebacker from Northwestern, is the defensive player of the week. The senior from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, had 12 tackles on the day and a win against Concordia. He also had three quarterback sacks, forced and recovered a fumble in the contest. Joshua Miller, defensive back from Morningside, is the special teams player of the week. The freshman from Lincoln, Nebraska, helped kickstart Morningside's 54-point first half with a blocked punt that led to a safety in the opening possession of the win against Jamestown. That's a look back at last week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Coming up after the break, we'll preview this week in GPAC football. The GPAC football Saturday report rolls on right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference is an affiliated conference of the NAIA, consisting of 12 private faith-based colleges and universities in Nebraska, Iowa, South, and North Dakota. Founded in 2000, the GPAC is proud of our academic and athletic excellence. Last year, the conference totaled 766 NAIA Dactronic Scholar-Athletes and 193 NAIA Scholar Teams. Since the league began in 2000, the GPAC has claimed 30-team NAIA National Championships. For more information about the GPAC, Visit our website, gpacksports.com, or follow us on Twitter, at gpacksports. The Great Plains Athletic Conference, academic and athletic excellence since 2000. 
It's the final Saturday of October for GPAC football and a full slate of games on the schedule for today around the league. They all kick off at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll start in Orange City where Northwestern will host Doan. Hastings travels to Sioux City to take on the Chargers of Briarcliff at Memorial Field. Dakota Wesleyan home at Joe Quintel. They'll take on Morningside and the Mustangs, 1 o'clock kick. Midland is at Jamestown this week to battle the Jimmies at Raleigh Greeno Field, and Dort returns home to Sioux Center as they will host Concordia and the Bulldogs. So that's the five-game slate this week. They're all at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. In the NAIA football pool this week, Morningside remains the number one team in the country. Northwestern has moved up to number five, and Dort is now receiving votes in NAIA football. Preseason NAIA basketball polls came out this week. You can find those on our Twitter page, at GPAC Sports. On the women's side, defending NAIA Division II National Champion Concordia is preseason number one. New volleyball poll came out this week as well. Northwestern is ranked number one in the NAIA. So three number one teams within the conference now at this time. Volleyball, women's basketball, and football. For more, go to gpacksports.com. We're on Twitter as well. We are at Sports. We're approaching the end of the fall season. Lots of games going on that affect the standings for the postseason. That will get underway here in under two weeks. So we'll have that complete schedule as well under our GPAC Championships tab at gpacsports.com. This has been your Football Saturday Report for October 26. I'm Corey Westra. Thank you very much, Commissioner Westra. It is a full slate of GPAC games today. All 10 teams in action and 1 o'clock kickoffs this afternoon. Dort is coming off of one of its best performances, if not the best performance, all around in program history. So let's talk about that 61 to nothing win over Doan. Dort's first ranked win and its first ranked road win came two years ago in Crete, Nebraska over Doan University. That win was 21 to 16, and last Saturday was a little more convincing. Picked off by Domini. Touchdown defenders, deflected, picked off by Domini. Touchdown defenders, down he goes. Touchdown defenders. And the Dort defenders have forced another turnover. This score, a complete shock, and that'll do it. Dort's going to win. The Dort defenders rolled to a 61 to nothing win today over the Doan Tigers. I call that one the shutout collage because... <laughs> when you win 61 to nothing, you allow zero points and you force five turnovers... Honestly, it's just a little too hard to pick one for our KDCR call of the game. So, I threw in a bunch of them. That was KDCR's Mike Biker on the call, and he witnessed some history. For the second time in program history, Dort football recorded a shutout win. First one came back in 2011 in a 16-0 win over Waldorf. But this, this was the first shutout win for Dort over a GPAC team. And for Coach Penner, it was a big moment. Breakthrough game for our defense, breakthrough moment for our football team to achieve a shutout in conference is tremendous. In fact, it's a it's a rock on our rock wall in our locker room. We, we have our, our goals and we display them and that was one of them. So with Dort's defense making some history, I had to ask defensive coordinator when uh, what goes into making a defensive shutout a reality? We've been talking for a while now that you can't show up on Saturday and want a shutout. You have to do that on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And you have to do the things in the week that lead to a shutout. 
they showed up every practice and, and meeting and film session and all that stuff with that type of mentality. And, and what's really exciting is when you can work and focus that hard leading up to something and then actually see success, success breeds success. As Coach Dutt said, it's, it's really the work during the week that makes the shutout possible. And you've seen the recipe in the numbers, 129 total yards allowed, plus five turnovers forced, plus 2.3 yards per play allowed, equals zero points. And the offense was clicking too, just one of those Saturdays for Dor, over 625 total yards of offense. So I think the best thing we did was our tempo and pace. Uh, we set out to do that this week, and we were firing, uh, <laughs> I felt like, on all cylinders, and we put Dylan on its heels very early in the ball game. I think it made it extremely difficult for them how fast we were playing. Our guys bought into that. All week long of practice, that was the emphasis. And then, you know, we get to the game, we reel off 95 plays. We're doing it in a very up-tempo manner. I was really proud of that. I think, I think it brought an element of our offense out that we'd been lacking. But like after the previous week's defeat at the hands of Northwestern, until that season ends, there's another game on the schedule. Another challenger just a couple days later, and that day has finally come. But before we look at who is challenging the defenders today and the personnel that they'll place on the field, it is time for our Dora Football Senior Interview here on the Defender Football Pregame Show. And joining us today for that Dort Football Senior Interview is starting right guard Justin Urquidez. I'm Christian Zylstra, and this is our Dort Football Senior Interview segment here on the Defender Football Pregame Show. And joining us for our segment here today, this week, before the matchup with Concordia, I had a chance to speak with the starting right guard for your Dort Football team. It's the senior from El Monte, California, Justin Urquidez. So you came to Dort from California. Right. How did you hear about Dort University? And during kind of your recruiting process, what stood out to you about Dort? Yeah, so I wasn't exactly sure if I wanted to play football in college, but I knew I wanted to be an engineer. So my high school coaches came in contact with Dort at a coach convention. And when I found out they had engineering, it was really one of the biggest things. And I came on my visit, and the biggest thing I felt was just how much of a family atmosphere not only the football team was, but the whole campus of Dort. So it really just sold me on that. With this being your senior season, going into the season, what felt, if anything, different about it? Yeah, so every season you got to treat it the same during camp and stuff, especially. You kind of feel the toll on your body, but it was more exciting than nerve-wracking because of how hard we worked and how, how I trust my brothers to work in the summer. And it wasn't too different. Senior year, you try to play like every other year, but, uh, you know, you got that little chip on your shoulder knowing it's your last one, so it's kind of more fun. How would you describe yourself as a football player versus, you know, your everyday personality? I know some guys and even linemen sometimes run into this, you know, you, you got to take almost a more aggressive, you know, physical mindset yeah. playing the offensive line than you do in obviously kind of your everyday life. Personality wise, is there a difference for you? Are you kind of the same guy on and off the field? I would definitely say I'm a little more aggressive on the field. But I'd say I'm a lot like positive attitude and I, you know, I like mess around and talk to other team players. And I'd say I'm probably about the same, just really excited all the time, really happy, got positive vibes around. So at least that's what I think. Hopefully nobody's got some other perception. <laughs> You've had a solid career. Dort football continues to see a lot of growth as a program as it moves forward. We're past the midway point of the year. You're kind of hitting the back third here. What's kind of the vibe like with you and with the team right now as we get ready to kind of hit the home stretch? 
Yeah, so it really feels like we're all on the same page. We're never looking ahead. And as soon as we get over the Monday film from the previous week, we're on to the next game already. And when we're on to this next game, we're treating every team the same. The G-Pack has a lot of great players, a lot of great teams in general. So we just know we got to play to the best of our ability rather than changing our play for somebody else. So the field's been the same. It's exciting every game. And uh, we all know what we got to do. And we love playing with each other. So, yeah. You got a couple games left in your senior season here. You've been part of the program for several years. What has the Dort football program and this coaching staff meant to you over the past several years? It's just a band of brothers. I think the thing that stands out the most is that we love playing football and we love winning is a big part of football, but it's not the biggest thing for us. I think I've changed as a man in way more ways than I thought I could have. And uh, that's really one of the main like goals that coaches have is to change and help the men grow in every way possible. And just keeping God as the center of all our activities, whether we're lifting, we're practicing, or we're just having that attitude around campus. So these coaches are doing more than just teaching us football, and it's really made an impact on my life. Well, Justin, awesome to have you. Good luck the rest of the season. Appreciate that, Christian. Once again, thanks to Justin Urquidez for joining us here on our Door Football Senior Interview segment on the Defender Football Pregame Show. Great to catch up with him ahead of the matchup between the Dort University Defenders and the Concordia University Bulldogs. I'm Christian Zylstra, and that'll do it for our Door Football Senior Interview segment here on the Defender Football Pregame Show. One last thanks to Justin Urquidez for his time and his answers, and we hope it's a good one, a good healthy day for him and for the rest of the Dort offense today against Concordia. Speaking of Concordia, I do think it's time probably to dive into Dort's opponent today on this warmer-than-defender day Saturday afternoon. No snow in the forecast today in Sioux Center. So looking at the Concordia University Bulldogs, the Bulldogs hail from Seward, Nebraska, a town west and slightly north of Lincoln, Concordia comes in today unranked, a 3-4 overall record, 3-3 three three in GPAC play. And as we discussed earlier in the Open, six of Concordia's seven games this year have been decided by one touchdown or less. And the one that wasn't, it was a Concordia win, and it was a shutout, 44 to nothing over Hastings earlier this season. But in those close games, Concordia is 2-4. and four. And they did just play a tight one with Northwestern, 20-14, to 14, a team that beat Dor on Defender Days in the snow, 35-6. to 6. Concordia is led by head coach Patrick Dabrakow, who is 12-15 in his third season leading the program. And I'm not going to say that the results will be the same, but there are some similarities between this Concordia team and those you've seen previously. And there are some similarities between this Concordia team and the Doan team we saw last week. But there are also some big differences. So let's start with one of those big differences, Concordia's offense. The Bulldogs offense, I mean, overall, the numbers aren't great. 20.3 points per game, that's 70th in the nation, and 317 yards per game, which is good for 66th. But there is an area of Concordia's offense that's made big improvements, and that's the aerial attack. At 243 passing yards per game, Concordia actually ranks number 17 out of 93 NAIA teams in pass offense. And along the way, quarterback Jake Kemp is approaching an 18-year Bulldog passing record. And so that's where we'll start. Starting at quarterback, you know it stands that Jake Kemp, he's put up 1,498 passing yards, only needs 653 more to break the program record, standard of 2,150 set back all the way in 2001 by Jared Pimentel. 
And to achieve that, he'll need to average about 218 passing yards per game the remainder of the way, and he's so, so close to being on pace to break that. 58% completions, 214 passing yards per game, 8 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions. He only has 3 games left to do it though, and that includes Dort today, as Concordia has just 10 games on the schedule this year. At running back, this is perhaps the most puzzling piece, if that's the right word, when it comes to Concordia's offense. I mean, Ryan Durden, he's a junior. He's going to hit 2,500 career rushing yards this game, 3,000 career scrimmage yards in this game. And he's a really talented running back. He's a workhorse. He's someone that, over the past two seasons, Concordia's ridden on offense. But this year, he's averaging just 2.8 yards per carry, and Concordia's rushing offense as a whole is averaging just 74 rushing yards per game. And to put that in perspective, that's 84th out of 98 teams in NAIA. By the way, Concordia also uses a fullback. You'll see Chevy Stout starting back there. So when you take a look at Kemp's numbers, you take a look at Durden's numbers, you take a look at the passing and the rushing for Concordia, there are similarities there to what Doan has done offensively, albeit maybe a little more consistency from Concordia. Or at least consistent enough they've been in tight, close games every week. At the receiving positions, Concordia head coach Patrick Dabrakow will tell you no successful passing game will work without solid receivers. Our depth is that wide receiver, and so we feel like we have some guys who can really play ball. We have some smart, heady wide receivers who are selfless and you know are always looking to uh, you know to just score points and make plays and, and block and, and and do everything that's necessary to finish with the W in the win column. And so our offense has had a passing strength this year because that's kind of where we're deepest. Uh, Jake Kemp is a really smart, capable quarterback, and you know he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Makes a lot, makes a lot of really good throws, and and then our our wide receivers, they have, they have confidence that we can connect and that we can win some of the 50-50 balls, and um, I think that'll be a key to key to the game. Caden Barron leads Concordia, 39 receptions and 546 yards, and Coral Colmus isn't too far behind, 30 catches, 434 yards, plus you know if you want to factor in Colmus is tied for the team lead, he has three receiving touchdowns in 2019. One of the first things Dort does defensively is to try to identify weapons on an opposing offense. And Coach Nutt mentioned both Barron and Cole Moose when I spoke to him earlier this week. And you know, Dort is definitely paying attention to those two wideouts. And lastly, on the offensive line, Coach Dabrakow said earlier this year at the GPAC Football Media Day in the summer, his offensive line was forced into a tough spot last year. And so it's the group that he needs to see the most improvement from. And frankly, based on what we've seen this season, it's probably the group that still needs the most improvement, especially with run blocking. Now, moving over to the Concordia defense, this is the moneymaker for Concordia football. The scoring defense is top 15, allowing 15 points per game. The total defense is 16th, allowing 295 total yards per game. And the rush defense is 4th in NAIA, just 78 rushing yards allowed per game and 2.2 yards per carry. And it's a rush defense that really makes today so exciting. Our, our defensive front has really played well this season. Um, and that's not to leave the secondary out, but um, our defensive line, we keep guys pretty fresh there. Uh, we feel like we have six guys who can really play. And then our, our, our linebacking core is a very veteran group. We have some dynamic players there. and you know They're just kind of a blue-collar, lunch pail crew. And they've done a really good job this season. They play fast. They play violent. They know their reads. They've been playing the game for, you know, 
three out of four of them are seniors. You know, they've been playing together for a while, and, you know, they, they understand the defense and what we're trying to accomplish each week, and, and Coach Olsen's done a really good job with preparing them this season, too. The top rushing offense against the fourth-best rushing defense. I mean, sign me up to watch that matchup. Plus, Concordia has forced 20 turnovers in 2019, the seventh most in the NAIA. That's 10 via interceptions and 10 via fumbles. It's a unit that they flock to the ball, and it really does start with that front seven. On the defensive line, if you're dropping back to pass, you better be aware of Aaron Rudloff. He's the edge rusher, averaging a sack per game, seven total on the season, tied for second on the team with nine tackles for loss this year. Caleb Geiger, he's on the other end, and Gerald Morris plays nose guard in the three-man front. At linebacker, frankly, it's one of the best in the G-Pack and maybe in that top tier in the NAIA. The four leading tacklers for Concordia, all four starting linebackers, Zach Walter, Riley Bilstein, Derek Tahowski, and Lane Napier. And of course, Napier, he's the lone junior in the group, he leads the way by a long shot. All-time career tackles leader in the G-Pack era, and again, he's got three games left in his junior season. And when you're racking up that many tackles, probably not a surprise, leads the team in tackles for a loss. He's second on the team, four and a half sacks this season. And in the secondary, it's cornerbacks Johnny Johnson and O.J. Ferguson, and safeties A.J. Jenkins and Peyton Mitchell. And Mitchell's the most intriguing guy back there, if you're asking, for my opinion. Started his career as a wide receiver, made the switch to defensive back, and really he hasn't looked back. He has four interceptions this year that leads the G-Pack and added six breakups along the way. And then A.J. Jenkins has added an interception as well. And if you're looking for another illustration as to if Concordia's linebackers are good, they have the other five INTs. Lastly, the Concordia Special Teams Unit. Concordia has kicked, and they've missed a lot of field goals in 2019. Freshman Jordan Spilnick is just 8 for 17 on field goal attempts this season. And if Concordia ends up making a change, A.J. Sharp, he's listed as the backup kicker. Lane Castaneda... He averages just over 39 yards per punt. That's good for third in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Ryan Durden and Matt Petrasic will return kicks for Concordia, while Horace Gordon returns punts. And lastly, Concordia's keys to the game this afternoon. Coach Patrick Dabbercow and the Dork coaching staff, they really see all eye-to-eye -eye about what today's keys are. For Concordia, they need to control the trenches, especially defensively. And then they need to execute the simple things. If Concordia can manage those things, maybe they'll get back to their winning ways in Sioux Center. Switching over to the keys for Dort University, Coach Penner feels the same way Coach Dabrakow does. He thinks this game could be decided in the trenches, and so he wants his guys playing with leverage. Now your keys for the Dort offense today. Offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo told me it's going to come down to two components. Winning the line of scrimmage. I don't know if you're noticing a theme here. And then being who you are, a fast-paced up-tempo, triple-option offense. For the door defense, defensive coordinator Lynn Nutt wants to see some of the young guys step up and to keep doing what they're doing. And that could be especially important today on defense, some young guys filling in at a number of positions on the back end as the secondary is dealing with some injuries, some knocks and bruises like Domini and Cabongo. And Jalen Placide will be out the first half today due to a penalty against Doan, according to Coach Nutt. So that's three guys in the back four that will either play banged up, they'll play limited time, or they'll be out altogether. So that's where we're at, heading into today's GPAC showdown between the 4-3 and three Dort University defenders who are receiving votes in the national poll and the 3-4 and four Concordia University Bulldogs. You've been listening to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KCR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. 
Don't forget, stick around at halftime. Catch this week's throwback edition of Where Than Now with Vanoy Harris. And with that, kickoff is just around the corner here on a Saturday afternoon at Open Space Park in Sioux Center, Iowa. So that'll do it for me. And with that, let's head across the street and catch up with Mike Biker for today's kickoff. Thanks, Christian Zalstra. And again, bang-up job on our pregame show, take, uh, setting the table for Dort versus Concordia, Great Plains Athletic Conference football action. Great day for football. A little bit of a breeze. Uh, last week was nearly perfect as uh, stretched across the Midwest in terms of uh, perfect day for football. Today, winds out of the uh, north at uh, 15 to 20 miles per hour. Game time temperature, 56 degrees for the last Saturday of October. I'm joined once again by Kyle Achterhoff and... Uh, Kyle, the defenders coming off a 61 nothing win over Concordia. I'm sorry, Doan. That one's in the rearview mirror, though, and you have, to, uh, you have to basically say that one doesn't matter in terms of this week's preparation. Yeah, exactly right, Mike. You know, it, 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 a very impressive win on the road a week ago, uh, but each week's a new challenge, and uh, this is a totally different type of football team. Uh, this Concordia Bulldog team is... Uh, quite different than Doan. So, yeah, it's just a new challenge, and uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup with uh, both sides of the ball and their strengths. Concordia defensively, and Christian touched upon this in the pregame show, uh, defensively as good as they come both in the conference and in the country in terms of stopping the run. The Dort defenders as good as they come in creating offense on the ground. So uh, every coach during the pregame show talked about the line of scrimmage and its importance. I don't believe that can be overstated, though, today. Yeah, a real uh, football purist is going to love this game because uh, it's going to come down to the trenches, you know, who's who's going to win up front, uh, offensive lines versus defensive lines and what they're able to do today. The Dort defenders have won the toss. They have elected to receive, and they will go with the wind, actually, for the and. Uh, my wind gauge says it's out of the north, but I'm looking at things, and it certainly appears that the wind is out of the south as you watch the leaves blow yeah. across the field. So the defenders will be moving from left to right and into the wind for the first quarter. Yeah, and I think the wind uh, can be a factor today. And I think, you know, probably in terms of looking at both offenses' strengths, uh, could be more beneficial to the Dort defenders as Concordia has been throwing the ball quite a bit this year. And that is probably the biggest thing that caught my attention. I'm not surprised at Concordia's strength on defense. They've done that year after year, and they get better as the season goes along. Offensively, they have always been kind of a down-in-the-dirt trenches. Uh, you, you run the ball with a fullback, big bruiser, and you get your yards on the ground. This year, though, they're throwing it around a little bit more, and uh, one of the top teams in terms of passing attempts and yardage per right. game through the air for Concordia this year. Yeah, totally different than uh, what we're typically used to seeing out of the Concordia Bulldogs. And, you know, usually when a, a team is uh, as strong as what Concordia is defensively, especially against the run, they're, they're typically a, a run-oriented type of uh, offense. Um, that's no longer the case. They like to put the ball in the air. 
Michael Sonderman and Carter Skibout are back deep for the defenders. Sonderman had a breakout game last week, had been dealing with injury for the first few weeks of the season. He saw time in the fourth quarter, ran for nearly 100 yards. He is back to return kicks for the defenders. And Carter Skibout, number 25, he has steadily worked his way up the depth chart, seeing more and more playing time as well. Concordia with the kickoff, and we are underway as they kick it at Sonderman. He'll take it at the five-yard line, and it goes over his head, actually, into the end zone, and that's a touchback and the defenders will take it first down and 10 at their own 25 yard line and with the wind a pretty healthy wind today it's not going to take much when you're kicking from right to left to boot that into the end zone the Dort defenders send the offense onto the field Noah Clayberg is your quarterback Skibout in the backfield along with Sconehoven Jake Dodge is far to the right and uh, Levi Jungling banged up last week against Doan is lining up to the near side. He will work against Johnny Johnson for the Concordia Bulldogs. Three-man front for the Bulldogs. They creep a linebacker up to the outside. Clayberg with a football. He's going to run option. Pitches it over to Skibout. Skibout with six yards on the carry. And that will bring up second down and four. And uh, very important for Dort. Pick up positive yardage on that first down play. Very safe play, but they execute it and get six yards. Yeah, really well-run option. Uh, getting the ball out to the pitch and with the, the quality of the inside linebackers for Concordia, might see a little bit more of the outside run game. Hand off to Skibot again. Skibot's second effort maybe gets a yard on the play. It's going to bring up third down and two. So the Bulldogs stuffed the run that time. Dort will go up-tempo, and they did this against Doan last week as well. Wanted to run a lot of plays, get the defense uh, less time to adjust. They fake the handoff, rolling right as Clayberg. Clayberg has a man open, and the pass is complete to Jake Dodge. Dodge, therefore, looks like about a 10-yard pickup on the play, out beyond the 40 to the 43-yard line, and the defenders a first down at their own 44-yard line. Yeah, nice, easy, safe uh, pass route, kind of a run Run pass option and a nice completion for first down. Handoff, Skibout, Skibout, four yards on the carry. Second down and six on the way for the defenders. So Carter Skibout running in between the tackles so far. Dodge and Jungling will go to the far side of the field now. Football right in the middle of the field. Dort at their own 48-yard line, moving it along quickly here. Noah Clayberg fakes the handoff, looks. Pass is complete to Jungling. Jungling, a sliding catch in Concordia territory at the 43-yard line. So the defenders mixing it up, pass and run. And when Clayberg rolls out, he's just simply reading the defense. If they're going to play him for the run, he's going to look for that short underneath pass. Yeah, and uh, had a nice open receiver there with Jungling. Nice, easy throw and catch. Clayberg fakes the handoff. He's going to roll right. And we have a flag on the play. That was actually the play was dead. And if that uh, is indeed uh, whistling the play dead, that'll go against the defenders, a false start. Prior to the snap, false start number 70. And one of those offensive linemen for the defenders, Alex Hoisman, a little bit early as he left. It'll be first and 15 now, and unfortunately for those offensive linemen, one of the few times we recognize them uh, other than as a group is when they get called for a penalty movement, and uh, it'll be first and 15. Dort still in Concordia territory, but that changes the complexion of things. Clayberg with the football, pitches right to Skibot, Skibot to the 40, and Skibot gets the five yards back that they were penalized for, plus another three or four. It's going to set up a very manageable second down and six yeah really good job uh getting the ball out to pitch again and and very good uh perimeter blocking the wide receivers did a nice job out on the outside 
Second and six, Clayberg again fakes the dive. He's going to keep it himself, picks up one or two on the play, down to the 37-yard line. It's going to be third down and four. So third and four, very similar situation to the first set of downs Dort faced. Uh, would they play the situation they faced on the first set of downs on this drive? That started at their own 25-yard line. Clayberg looking to the sideline. Now Dort taking a little bit of time at the line of scrimmage. Clock is down to 20 seconds on the play clock. Schoenhoven stationed to the right of Clayberg. He'll shift over to the left. Clayberg runs a quarterback sweep. He's got it in open field. He's to 30, 25, 20. One player to beat, and he's going to be dragged down at the 19-yard line. So Noah Clayberg that time, rather than trying to get to the edge, planted his foot, went up field, and right on the hash mark on the far side, picks a positive yardage down to the Concordia 19-yard line. Yeah, and really well blocked by the offensive line, getting, uh, getting to those inside linebackers and giving... Uh, Clayberg, a creased run through. Clayberg, rolling right. Pass underneath for Dodge. Incomplete on the coverage for Concordia. H.A. Jenkins. Pass falls incomplete. We've also got a flag on the far side. That's resting at about the 24-yard line. I believe that drifted as they're going to call Dort for another false start, I believe. So it'll be Concordia decision time. Do you take the yards or do you take the play? Oh, we got an ineligible man. Number 58 in the offense. Five-yard penalty. Replay the down. So Justin Yerquitas called for getting downfield a little bit too early. First and 15 now for the defenders. And that's a risk you, you take with the run-pass option because you, you want your offensive linemen to be aggressive. Uh, they just can't get too far downfield. Clayberg, well, cornerback. He showed that he was maybe coming on a blitz on the near side. That was uh, the man covering Jake Dodge. Dort saw that. Now they... Get the play in from the sideline. Five seconds on the play clock. Clayberg pitches. Skeeb out. And that time it was read perfectly by Johnny Johnson. Johnson, number five, sticks Skeeb out for a loss on the play. That's going to be loss of five on the play. And suddenly Dort facing second down and 20 and going the wrong way right now. They had it at the 19, facing first down and 10. Now it's second down and 20 at the 29-yard at the, at the line of Concordia into that breeze yeah and you know earlier we talked about how well it was blocked on the perimeter that time uh concordia won that battle and defeated the block and got upfield and made a tackle for loss clayberg scrambling rolling right he's going to tuck it and run he's to the 25 yard line forced out of bounds at about the 25 yard line gets back four yards maybe five it's going to set up third down and 15 he was looking to pass concordia brought no help um it was just the down linemen who were rushing, dropped everyone else back in coverage, and Clayberg had to tuck it and go. Yeah, and this will be interesting. A, a third and extra long, third and 15. Is it two down territory? Do you look to get just part of this back with the wind as strong as it is? Could affect the kick game. Third and 15. Clayberg is going to roll left. Now plants, scrambling, in trouble, and he goes down at the 29-yard line. A loss of five on the play, and that's going to set up fourth down now and 20 yards to go for the defenders at the Concordia 29-yard line. Sedort into this breeze. I don't know that you're in field goal territory here, and it appears that... Yeah, he may have to play field position and try to... I don't know, punt it down there and try to get them inside the 10, inside the 5. Um, yeah, they get will. this Concordia defense or offense backed up. So Jake Dodge will be on to punt. So Dort 
uncustomarily. Normally I would say they would probably go for it or even attempt a field goal on a normal day in terms of the climate, but uh, the weather conditions dictating a punt by Dodge. Dodge, a line drive, floater inside the 10, takes a bounce, and did they get to the end zone? They did not, and that'll be a touchback for the... Bulldogs, that's a net of 10 for the defenders as the punt was from the 30, so a 30-yard punt, but it goes into the end zone touchback, and Concordia takes over first and 10 at the, their own 20-yard line. Yeah, and he had the right idea. Had a little backspin on it, just wasn't able to quite keep it out of the end zone. It was, you know, this is a, a game of inches and uh, looked like uh, probably just crossed the plane of the end zone before, uh, uh, which resulted in the touchback. Such a delicate skill, trying to get it inside the 20, and if not the 20, inside the 10. And that time, uh, Concordia, the beneficiaries of the touchback. Concordia on the field. This is Kemp, the quarterback. Kemp, he's going to swing it out to the right. Flare pass, and not much there. Short gain on the pass, on the play, on the completion. It'll be second down and nine. Yeah, just a swing pass, and and with what Concordia's offense has been doing lately, that's... That's basically their run game, trying to get it out quick to the running back on the perimeter and, and looking to get some positive yards, but well defended by the Dort defenders. Second down and nine for the Bulldogs. They'll send a receiver over to the near side. That's Corell Colmus, matched up against Marcus Whipper. Kemp is your quarterback. Kemp hands it off, and this is a positive yardage for the Concordia running game out beyond the 35-yard line and finally brought down was Ryan Durden. Durden. Uh, taken down at the 37-yard line, the 38-yard line, and that is a 17-yard gain on the play, and that is one of the longer runs for Durden this season. Actually has a long this year of 31, so he's not been breaking away from teams this year, averaging between 2 and 3 yards per carry. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Fake the handoff to Durden. Back to passes Kemp. Kemp floats it to no one in particular. And the uh, intended receiver, I believe, was Caden Barron. He broke his route off. Yeah, it looked like just a miscommunication there. Uh, probably an option route by the receiver, and, and he and the quarterback saw two different things. Second down and 10. Bulldogs at their own 38-yard line. We are scoreless. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. 8.56 remaining in the first quarter of play. Concordia in their white jerseys, Navy numbers. Navy helmets with the C on the side. They hand it off to Durden. Durden bounces away from one tackler, and he is brought down at the line of scrimmage. Brayton Van Kickericks on the tackle for the defenders. Linebacker coming up, and it'll be third down and ten. Yeah, same run play that they had success with earlier, but uh, this time Dort was able to react a little bit better and make the play at the line of scrimmage. Van Kickericks, Morozik. I don't believe Elliott is out there today. And what they've done is they've moved uh, on, they've moved Bosma to more of a linebacker than Connor Bosma, and uh, they've shifted around the secondary as well. Dort a little bit of a makeshift secondary. Kabanga was a game time decision as well. Looks like he is in on the far side. Back to passes Kemp. Kemp has Durden open in the flat. Durden catches it at the line of scrimmage. Whipper's going to bring him down, and a gang of tacklers coming to help finish him off. Short gain on the play. It's going to be second down and six, and Concordia will be punting with a wind, and the defenders get the stop. And Marcus Whipper that time, the cornerback, he stayed in his zone, recognized that Durden was the likely intended receiver, and played it nicely and 
came up and made the stop. Yeah, and people often look at those third and long pass plays and, yeah, why don't you throw it downfield farther, get the first down? Well, it's not open. You know, it was well defended by the Dort secondary, taking away the deeper routes. Concordia has no uh, no other option but to throw it short and hopefully, hopefully uh, break a tackle and, and pick up the first down. Lane Castaneda with the kick. Fair catch called for by Cabongo at the 21-yard line. And that is where the defenders will start first down and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Didn't realize this until this week when I was doing prep work. Uh, Cabongo actually among the top 10 return men in terms of punts. And uh, gone are the days of uh, punt returners getting 20 yards per punt return. Uh, He's right around 13 to 15 yards, and he's in the top 15 in the country. The defenders take over first down and 10 at their own 21-yard line. Had success on their first drive, but stalled out, uh, getting as far as the Concordia 19 before uh, penalties and a uh, yard yards lost on a rush play. Here's a pitch over to Skibout. Skibout picks up a first down and then some. And Carter Skibout becoming more and more of a go-to back for the defenders as his freshman year goes along. He makes it all the way to the to the Dort 33-yard line, so a 12-yard gain on the play on the option pitch to Skibout. First and 10 for the defenders at their own 33. Fake the handoff, Clayberg. Clayberg rolls right, has a man open, pass complete to Dodge. Dodge still on his feet as he bumped, uh, gets away from one tackler. Contact made almost immediately when he caught it. That uh, cornerback did not bring him down, though, and he picks up two or three yards after contact. First and ten for the defenders at their own 47-yard line. So back-to-back plays for first downs for the defenders. Approaching midfield, fake the handoff. They get it over to Jungling, Jungling in space. He's at midfield to the 50, down at the 48-yard line. He's playing on a tender knee. Banged it up last week at Doan. Saw him earlier this week. I said, how is it? And he said, good enough. So (laughs) it's that time of the year. It is. is. Wrap it up, tape an aspirin to it, and get out there and play. Second down and four. Clayberg, get a run option, pitches it over to Skibout. Skibout to the 45, to the 40, up the edge, and he's forced out of bounds near the 30-yard line. And Clayberg becoming more and more adept. Noah becoming more and more adept at running and trusting that pitch play. Yeah, and uh, he's got to. You know, they're taking his run away. You have to get it out to the pitch. And, yeah, again, it was blocked well in the in. In the secondary, nice uh, nice run play. First down and 10 for the defenders. Clayberg plants, throws, jungling underneath to the 20 and brought down at the 20-yard line. That's another Dort first down, and this is as far as Dort made it on the last drive, and then they ran into some trouble, had a costly penalty, and then got uh, caught on a run play for a five-yard loss, and that changed the complexion of the drive. Now they're facing first down and 10 at the Concordia 20-yard line. Scoreless, 5.47 left to play, first quarter. Hand off, Skibout, Skibout weaving his way forward, four yards. And uh, that's a second down and six on the way. And it looks like a ho-hum four-yard pickup on the play, but there's a lot of work oh. that goes into that four-yard pickup. Yeah, and it's an important four yards. You know, you just mentioned the, the last series uh, going backwards with a penalty and a, and a lost yardage, tackle for loss. So you just want positive yards down here in the red zone. Clayberg with it. Clayberg pitches it over to Skibout. Skibout's going to scoop it up. And, uh, boy, I was thinking, just fall on top of it, Carter. He <laughs> scoops it up in traffic, maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. It's going to be third down, and uh, Concordia brought a little more pressure that time, forced Noah Clayberg to give the ball up a little bit earlier than anticipated. 
Yeah, yeah, a couple different ways of, of playing the option. You know, you slow play it and you force them to kind of carry it out farther, or you attack them, and that time they attacked. Skeeb out the ball carrier, and Skeeb out stopped at the 15-yard line. So, again, Dort now facing fourth down and five, and I would certainly think that they are probably going to go for it in this situation. Now, I'm watching on the sideline the Dort offense, and uh, uh, Tyler Reynolds warming up on the sideline, and we may see... Will we see some personnel shifting around? We don't right now. It's fourth and five. Clayberg rolling right. Has a man open. That's jungling. Jungling drags his toes. He's inside the five. Out of bounds at the four. And a magnificent catch yeah. by the junior from Pella, Iowa. Yeah, fantastic catch there by jungling. Uh, I think that's good in the pros. I believe he got both feet down. You saw the pellets come up out of the grass as he dragged his foot on the sideline. Dort now inside the five-yard line, first down and goal to go. They hand it off, Skibout, Skibout waving his way forward. Carter picks up another two yards on the play. It's going to be second down and goal to go from the two. Second down and two yards to go. Caleb Sharp comes on the field, so Dort will go with a heavier package here. They send Jake Dodge to the sideline. Jungling is still on the field. And uh, last week against Doan, Dort was able to use some misdirection. Let's see what they do here. They fake the handoff to Jungling. Jungling, no, they gave it to Jungling. Jungling racing to the edge. Dives for the pylon. Did he get it? Touchdown, defenders. When he gets to the edge, if he gets just a sliver of space, he has shown that he can turn the corner as well as anybody, and that one on a bad knee. And Levi Jungling gives Dort a 6 to nothing lead on the two-yard touchdown run. Yeah, great effort, reaching out for the pylon and, and just getting the ball uh, inside the pylon for the score. Every play that Dort ran inside the 10 last week against Doan, they faked it to him, and then Noah went up the middle, or Carter Skibout, or Levi Sconoven went up the middle. This time, Dort gives showing a different look and actually handing it to Jungling. Point after try by Zachman up into the wind is good, and the defenders take a 7-0 lead. Dort on the board, leading 7-0. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with a kickoff right after this. This... An 80-yard drive capped by a two-yard touchdown run by Levi Jungling, and the defenders are on the board leading 7-0 against the Concordia Bulldogs this afternoon. Now Brett Zachman with the kickoff, and the question is, do you kick it up into the air or do you squib it? And they kick it up into the air. It takes a bounce. It's loose, and it's still loose, and the defenders might be on top of it. It's squirted around at the 35-yard line of the Concordia Bulldogs. A mass of humanity at the 35. A couple different players had a chance at it, and the officials still clearing it off, and they're still fighting for possession of it, waiting for the indication from the men in stripes. Dort doesn't have it. It looked like they had more guys around the ball, but I think there's a lot of probably exchanging hands underneath. (laughs) Well, you saw people scrambling and working yet to try and get to the football, and the first man who gave us an indication that the uh, defenders had it was... Davis Ryan, Davis Ryan number three. He was the first man to see that someone had it, and the defenders come away with it, and how about that? Looked like Connor Bosma came away with the ball there. Yeah, two lines lines of thought kicking into this strong of a win. Do you line drive it, squib it? That's kind of what we were thinking would happen, Uh, but Dort chose to get it up in the air, and if nobody feels it cleanly and that thing hits the turf, crazy things happen, and it bounced back towards the kick team. 
Dort with a football, looking for more, jungling with it, trying to cut up field, and Levi gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. It's going to be second down and nine with 325 left to play in the first quarter, and it's imperative for if you're Concordia now, your defense must get a stop because you. I, I just don't feel that they can get behind by a couple scores. Yeah, and they're they're looking at that clock just continue to tick while Dort's going into the wind, and that's... Noah's got it in the open field. He's to the 30, 25, dodges a tackler. He's got a first down, looking for more 20, and runs out of bounds inside the 20-yard line. I like what he did at the end of that play. Don't take a hit. Get out of bounds. There was a wall of white, and there is a flag on the play. I'm looking for the flag. Is it on the near sideline where we can't see it? It's, Uh, It's not easily visible. Yeah, it uh, looks like the side judge. Oh, there it is the on the 30. On this, this yep. side. Shucks. We'll see what it is. It's a lot of discussion. Yep. Well, they're pointing at Concordia. Unfortunate conduct, number 26 of the offense after the play. Oh, both ways. I offsetting after offsetting, the play, off, so the play stands. Dead ball. Uh, both guys have unsportsmanlike. They get two, so if either of those players would get another one, they'd be ejected from the game. I think they probably were just scrapping a little bit. Uh, probably overlooked, uh, you know, by a lot of officials. But uh, maybe you want to call it early, nip it in the bud if there's any chirping going on. The thing that I also noticed this time of the year, people get a little crabbier, Kyle. I mean, it's well, you're yeah. a little further along in the season. <laughs> uh, maybe things haven't gone the way you want them to, and uh, people people get a they're a little edgier this time of the year. Yeah, the weather's changing. Uh, most of us don't like the cold. I mean, I know I'm a little bit uh, that way. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say sports information directors can fit in that yeah. category this time of the year too. First down and ten for the defenders at the 19-yard line. Noah Clayberg. Sends a man in motion. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Sconehoven. Sconehoven, the ball carrier. He's to the 10, to the 5, and that's the first time Levi has gotten a carry today. And he doesn't he, he doesn't always get those early carries, but when teams start wearing down, that's when number 20 gets it, and he can do some damage. Well, and with, with as much success as Dort has had running outside, you know, Levi's got to be a, a factor in the inside run game. 13-yard pickup on the play. It's first and goal for the defenders at the 7-yard line of Concordia. Dort leading 7-0, 2-24, left to play first quarter. Noah Clayberg has Skibot behind him. Back to pass is Noah. Noah to the end zone, and we... Well... Wow. How is that not a penalty, Mike? <laughs> Jungling just got uh, tackled while the ball was in the air. Um Johnny Johnson on the coverage. Obviously, the defensive back did not play the ball, so I'm not sure where, why not a penalty. Even if it's not a pass interference, it's holding because he had it wrapped up. <laughs> Take your pick. It's a penalty. Levi did not have an opportunity to get his arms up from his sides. As it is, it's second down and goal. Skibot, the ball carrier. Skibot plowing ahead. Skibot near and the goal line. He's in. Touchdown, defenders. Seven, the uh, seven-yard touchdown run for Carter Skibout and for the defenders, why go to the air when you can punish on the ground? And the defenders take a 13-0 lead on the freshman's sixth touchdown of the season. 
Yeah, real patient run. You know, he just kind of stayed in with the offensive linemen and followed them all the way to the end zone. Made a nice, couple nice little lateral moves and, uh, yeah, got the score. Brett Zachman will be kicking again. The point after try by the freshman. 23 of 30 now this season. This is not a gimme by any means. That's a line drive through the uprights. It's 24th point after of the season, and the defenders have a 14-0 lead. 14-0 our score. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. Zachman with a kick. The line drives it inside the 5. It's fielded at the 3-yard line, out to the 15 to the tw- uh, and brought down at the 17-yard line. Not a bad kick by the defenders. A return by the Concordia Bulldogs. And uh, with that return for the Bulldogs was Jonah Wyand and the uh, Bulldogs trailing now 14 to nothing, and they're looking to get things going offensively, trailing 14 nothing here. They haven't had the ball much with the wind here in the first quarter. Right, and it, I, I'm not sure if, as a kicker, they can make an adjustment mid, you know, as you get onto the field. Uh, but that was really a well placed kick. Uh, got over the the deep guys and. Stuck it inside the five. Yeah, the deep men actually came up on that play. Van Kickerick's on the pressure, and that's very nearly picked off. My goodness, how that could have turned. Nathan Cabongo diving on the Concordia sideline at about the 23-yard line. Pressure came from Brayton Van Kickerick's the linebacker, and uh, Concordia's Jake Kemp got rid of it. Incomplete pass. It'll be second down and ten. And Concordia taking their time here. They're trying not to get rattled in this situation. This is very reminiscent of what happened last week uh, against Doan where Dort was able to snowball a turnover and got that quick two-score lead. Kemp directing traffic, now gets the snap, fakes the handoff to Durden. Dort brings the pressure, and the pass is complete. Looks like a 10-yard pickup on the play. Cabongo on the coverage on the pass completion to Caden Barron, and that'll be a first down for the Bulldogs at their own 28-yard line. Dort really trying to put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, they're getting after him here, and uh, that was really a well-thrown football. I think the ball was in the air before the the receiver made his break, uh, came back to the ball. Um, Yeah, just a really good uh, 10-yard completion for Concordia to get that first down. Ashton Treshman is your safety today. Also back is Quentin Murphy. So Murphy and Treshman are your safeties. You've got Bosma kind of being the jack of all trades. Hand off to Durden. Durden, the ball carrier, and there is nothing there for Durden. Durden, he's he's going to have over 2,500 yards of rushing when he is all done this after his senior year. But this year has been a real struggle for him between two and three yards per carry. Yeah, and you you feel for a guy uh, in his senior year who's had really a, a solid career at Concordia, but just not able to get break loose and get some good positive rushing yards this season. Talking with the Concordia folks beforehand, I said, is it the offensive a difference in the offensive line? And they said, well, two years ago we probably didn't give as much credit to the offensive line as we should have because that was a very important part of it. Kemp back to pass. Pass is tipped and incomplete. Nathan Cabongo gets a hand on it and very nearly deflects it into the hands of Ashton Treshman. It's third down and ten. Back to that offensive line, though, that you, you when you have a good – you you have a good unit, so often you take them for granted, kind of like a point guard oh, in basketball. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, those guys do a lot of work. And, you know, when you have a back 
like Concordia has, and Durden, you don't have to give him much room, and he can make things happen. Uh, but it's just not it's just not clicking this year, and, and they're they're relying a lot more on the pass, so they're not giving it as much of a chance. Dort moves David Kakmariski to the inside pass over the middle is incomplete, intended for Art Anderson. And uh, the defenders that time moving David Kakmarinski to over center. He had as dominating a game as I've seen a Dort defensive player have last se- last week. And uh, they're just trying to shuffle him around and try to get matchups, put pressure on the quarterback again, Camp, and he's, uh, Kemp, and he's unable to complete the pass, and Dort's going to get the ball back again. Yeah, and when you have uh, a pass rusher like Kakmarinski, you, you want to move him around because teams can scheme up, they can chip him with the back, they can know where he's at. Uh, if he's lining up in the same place all the time. Line drive kick. That's going to drive Kabongo back to the 30. So a 42-yard punt. Kabongo fields it at the 30, and he's down at the 35-yard line. Concordia trying to strip it, and the defenders leading 14 to nothing. They've got the football with 25 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And for the Bulldogs, they have not run many plays from scrimmage with the wind. They're going to be getting it back uh, eventually in the second quarter, and they'll be working into the wind. So the defenders, at this point, two touchdowns into the wind this afternoon in Sioux Center. Well, and, and let's go back to that punt return. Uh, that is a huge, you know, fielding that thing on the bounce uh, probably saved Dort 20 yards. Clayberg turns the corner, falls forward to the 39-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five on the plays. They give him all the way to the 40, and that might be the last play of the first quarter. Eight seconds left. Dort in no hurry to run this next play. And the clock will wind down two seconds now, one. Huh, they're going to run it? Nope. Dort did try to get the playoff right before the gun, if you will. And the defenders with a 14 to nothing lead at the conclusion of one quarter of play. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in the second quarter right after this. this- Second down and five with the football, Clayberg and Concordia brings pressure that time, and Clayberg caught for a five-yard loss on the play. And the uh, Bulldogs that time coming away with the uh, five-yard, uh, the uh, stop for five-yard loss, and that's number 39 who makes that tackle. Yeah, Clayberg just has to be, uh, he wasn't quite ready to make the pitch there. And, and uh, you know, if Concordia's going to bring that instant pressure, got to get that pitch out quick that was zach walter on the stop and now we have a penalty on nope we have a timeout charged to the defenders so dort's going to talk things over facing third down and eight some other scores from around the conference as we take a look at the fairway scoreboard this is the sioux center fairway scoreboard Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center serving the community since 1991 midland leads jamestown 14 to nothing also, we have Briarcliff leading Hastings 14 to 0. And in football over in Orange City, Northwestern leading Doan 7 to nothing. And the game you're listening to here on KDCR, it is Dort 14, Concordia 0, Dort facing though a third down and a nine situation from their own 36-yard line. So a two-score lead for the defenders here. They use their first time out of the contest. Facing third down and nine. Clayberg has Skeeb out on his right shoulder. Sconehoven behind him. Jake Dodge off to the near side. 
And they're going to fake the handoff straight up the middle. That's Clayburg. He's got the first down and then somebody's across midfield down to the 49-yard line. That's a first down for the defenders at the Concordia 49-yard line and a design play to use the yeah. explosive nature of your quarterback. Yeah, a really well-designed quarterback draw. A um, couple of lead blockers downfield. Really opened up nice for Clayburg. Mitchell Van Riggen Mortar, the center, who got things going for the defenders. Justin Urquidis is also one of your guards. It's become a very stable offensive line for the defenders this year. Clayberg out to jungling. Jungling, short pass completion. Picks up a couple on the play. Offensive lineman, you've got William Vanderwouda on the left guard. Left tackle is Hoisman. Van Riggen Mortar is your center. Urquidis is your right guard. And I believe that is Bryce Simnotcher. At the uh, right tackle, nope, Walter Black, 78 rather than 76. That's Walter over there, 6'1", 295. Second down and nine for the defenders. Short gain on the play for Jungling. And pitching left over to Skibout. Skibout to the edge, and he is submarined at the 42-yard line. So positive yardage on the play, but stopped short of the first down by about four yards. It's going to be third down and four, but... uh, Maybe a situation where the defenders, four down territory, you can think of this in uh, terms of a couple of plays to pick up four yards. Exactly. Stack the eye behind Clayberg. Clayberg rolling right, gets a block from Sconehoven, passes, skips in the turf, delivered short to jungling. That'll bring up fourth down and four, and there is no indication that the defenders' offense is coming off of the field. Well, and Clayberg wishes he had that one back. He had uh, Had jungling open, and you just got to put it on him and and get the first down and keep the drive going. But see what they dial up here on fourth down. Dort's going to empty the backfield, actually. Dodge to the right, jungling to the left. Clayberg is your quarterback. Let's see if they uh, try to get him up the middle again. Turned and faked it to no one who was there. Now Clayberg's still on his feet, thought he was going to get it on the second effort, but he's going to be stopped just shy of the first down, it appears from my vantage point. Inside the 40, down at about the 39-yard line. He needed the 38 for a first down, and he ended up a lot closer than I thought he would. And that'll be a turnover on downs, and Concordia will get it back. Dort stops short of the first down by less than a yard. Yeah, pretty good job of swarming to the ball and reacting to the ball. For Concordia, because they had uh, they were all spread out with the alignment that Dort had out there, and uh, they reacted pretty well to the run. Concordia trailing 14 to nothing. Kemp comes onto the field. Jake Kemp, senior, directing Jonah Wyand in the backfield to his right. Hands it off to Wyand. Wyand nothing there, and uh, Concordia not getting any sort of push up front with the running game. It's going to be second down and at least 10, David Kakmarinski on the tackle. So Kakmarinski on the tackle. Also the defensive line, including Jake Buechelman. And uh, you've got Jessup Leakey on the field right now. Colin Ostenink is in the game. Josh Morozik, one of your linebackers. You've got Brayton Van Kickerix at linebacker as well. The defenders leading 14 to nothing, 12-13 and counting. First half. Wyand, again to the right, 
of Kemp. Kemp back to pass. Kemp throws it up for grabs, and it's intercepted. It bounced off of the back of a Dort College defensive player. That was Treshman who deflected it unintentionally, and then it was picked off by the trail man, and the Dort defenders get the ball back near midfield with the opportunistic interception. Yeah, and a great job of running to the ball. Uh, by doing that, that, that's what created the interception. You know, n- Normally that just bounces off the back and falls to the, harmlessly to the ground, but uh, DBs turning and running towards where the ball is being thrown, uh, good things happen. The defenders now up on opponents 19-11 to 11 in terms of turnovers given up and taken away. Pass skips, short-armed it, intended for Levi Jungling. It'll be second down and 10. Second and 10 on the way for the defenders. And it was Nathan Cabongo who picked that pass off. It was Cabongo who came up the cornerback after deflected off of his teammate's back. Second down and 10 for the defenders. Send Warner from left to right in motion. Fake the handoff. Out to Jungling. Jungling to the 50. Makes one man miss to the 45 and runs out of bounds at the 43-yard line. And a veteran move by Jungling again. Uh, he realizes he's banged up. He did not take on the tackler. Ran out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Got to pick your spots, and as you get a little older, you start to figure that out. Yeah, and he did great open field move just to pick up the first down. First down and 10 for the defenders. Clayberg pitches it. That's Skibout. Skibout to the 40, 35-30, and lowers his head inside the 35-yard line down to the 26-yard line. We have a flag on the play, and it appears Dort thinks this one is against them, and um, they'll be uh, coming back. All depends where the flag was thrown. Did we have a hold yeah, downfield? Downfield hold probably on uh, Warner. Um, it's tough to block somebody in the open field like that and, and not get your arms extended. Uh, he's upset with himself. Shouldn't be because it happens to the best of them. You, know, you see it happen on Sundays. So if it's happening on Sundays, it's going to happen on Saturdays. Happened five yards downfield, so it's back to the 49-yard line. It'll be first down and 15. Clayberg looks to the sideline. 19 seconds on the play clock. Sconehoven to the right of Clayberg. Rolling right, Noah. Noah, pass incomplete, in and out of the hands of uh, Levi Jungling. And the uh, pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and 15. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to hit the curl route. Um, you know, pretty much everything in the pass game so far today has been underneath. Um, at some point, I would imagine, with the wind at our, at, at our backs, you're going to see Dort go up top with a deeper throw. Um, but he did have a jungling open in the curl there. Uh, again, another one Noah wishes he had back, uh, but it's just second down. Second down and 15, Clayberg rolling right, has Skibout. Now he's in trouble, makes one man miss, makes another man miss. He's got a five-yard gain on the play and uh, made five yards out of what looked like it could have been a loss of two or three. So he picks up five. It's going to be third down and about ten. And we have a stoppage in play, an injured player for the Concordia Bulldogs in their defensive unit. It looks like that might be Lane Napier. Napier, one of the best players on their team. Linebacker shaken up. He's being attended to right now. That would be a devastating blow if he (laughs) has to leave for any amount of time at all. Yeah, he's a very good player. He's one of those... 
good inside linebackers and and he was you know here he is he's laying on the number uh it shows you a little bit an inside linebacker making him play at the out on the numbers uh good range for an inside linebacker but uh, i don't know if he got rolled up on uh you know you, you never know you don't want to speculate but hopefully he'll be all right he is over at the 50-yard line. That's Lane Napier, 44 solo tackles this year, 37 assisted, 10.5 tackles for a loss, 4.5 sacks. They're going to help him to his feet, and he is going to walk very gingerly off of the field. Now, no noticeable yeah. limp, actually, but very slow in making his way to the Concordia sideline. We'll see if we see number 23 later on today looks like the something with that right leg though he went to, went to grab that as he went to the sideline yeah it's really hard to tell and uh it's kind of off by himself still with the trainers i guess but um yeah hopefully he'll be able to return you never want to see a good player uh exit a game with an injury so we will keep our eyes peeled for number 23 in the meantime dort facing third down and 12 movement along the line of scrimmage and I believe we're going to have a five-yard penalty against the Concordia Bulldogs and the defensive end. And Dort might get five free yards out of this play. Alex Hoisman came out of his stance as the defensive end crossed over into the neutral zone, drawing Hoisman off sides. And so that was Caleb Geiger. Geiger called for the penalty. Yeah, and, and uh, that's a big five yards because now, now Dort's offense is looking at, you know, most likely two downs to pick up the remaining six or seven uh, to get a first down and keep this drive going. Third down and seven. I set for the defenders. Skibout and Schoenhoven. Clayberg fakes the handoff, and they're on him. Gets a block. He's to the 40. And ducks out of bounds at about the 39-yard line. Clock will continue to run, and Dort's going to face fourth down now. And fourth and uh, looks like four. Fourth and at least four, maybe almost five. So for the second time this afternoon, the defenders facing fourth and significant yardage. And with the wind at their back, they're going to go for it here. Concordia's defense shoring things up a little bit here. Ten minutes left to go in the half. Dort's still leading 14-0. Clayberg. Fakes the handoff, gets away from one tackler, throws, passes, complete flag down the field, on the field, though at about the 32-yard line, might have had an ineligible man downfield. Concordia signaling that it's against Dort. Johnny Johnson, very confident it'll be against the defenders. That would have been enough for a first down, but instead Dort's going to go back the other way. A little over-eager getting downfield was the center, Mitchell Van Regenmorter. Yeah. And it's going to bring up fourth down and nine now. Yeah, and I, I was trying to find an offensive lineman. I could not find Mitchell downfield. So I think he backtracked. Um, you know, that's a sticky one because with offenses nowadays, with the run-pass option, they do have a little bit of leeway. Um, but they're they're quick to throw that flag today. And, um, yeah, yeah stalled that drive out 
Joel Penner asking for an explanation on the sideline as well. Dort's going to punt here. Jake Dodge will be punting with the wind. Line of scrimmage is the 42 or 43-yard line. Let's see if Concordia tries to bring some pressure and create something with their special teams. Dodge gets it, averaging right at 37 yards per punt. Fair catch called for. It's going to take a bounce inside the 10, and Dort's unable to cover it, and it bounces through the end zone, and that'll be a net of about 22 yards on the play. And Concordia will take over first down and 10 at their own 20. Dort still holding a 14-0 lead. 14 to nothing, defenders leading. And so after a first quarter filled with a couple of Dort touchdowns and uh, the ability to move the ball actually had one, I thought, played a, scoring, a, a drive that was destined for the end zone, stopped initially. Uh, the second quarter, not nearly as much offense as Concordia's defense starting to catch up. Yeah, and, you know, you get into those uh, mid-game adjustments on both sides of the ball, um, and I know the, the Dort offensive staff is working on little adjustments that need to be made to, to get that run game going again. Kemp is your quarterback. He's got Durden on the field with him. Hands it off to Durden. Durden, a little bit of room to work. He is brought down after a short gain on the play by Ashton Treshman. Treshman makes the tackle. It's going to bring up second down and five. So Durden picks up five yards on the play. For the defenders so far on offense, 139 yards on the ground, 77 through the air for Concordia, 16 yards of offense on the ground, 16 in the air, and that's going to be, they're going to have more than that now that uh, Durden had that pickup. Now Durden, another short gain on the play. It's going to bring up third down and two. Big play here for the Dort defense, see if they can get off the field and get the offense, the football back again near the midpoint of the second quarter of play. So far, Skibout and Clayberg with 64 and 61 yards respectively. Durden with 22 yards rushing. Jake Kemp, 3 of 8 through the air. Most of them short yardage plays, though. He has a long of 11. It's third down and two. Concordia at their own 28-yard line. They need the 30 for a first down. They go to the straight ice set. Under center is Kemp. Kemp turns, hands, gives to Durden. Durden, not much there initially. Bouncing to the outside. Is there a hold? Boy, I am... I am not certain how you miss Everett Shaw over on the near side as uh, he got his hands around the defensive player for Dort, drove him through the sideline and out onto the track. And maybe there's a flag on the ground that I don't see, Kyle, but uh, the referees are talking things over. Yeah, it looked pretty obvious from up here. Uh, You know, we got a great angle. Um, (laughs) But it sure did look like a hold. It was a great... Uh, individual effort by Durden just to, because really he was stopped in the backfield and and per, probably should have been tackled for a loss. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the officials met and the, I think they thought, well, we got to call something. <laughs> and uh, they're going to call the holding penalty. And Dort, I mean, even with that holding penalty, had a couple of chances to get, catch Durden behind the line of scrimmage and uh, couldn't do so. And then it ends up uh, as a holding penalty, and we're going to do this one over again, and it looks like it's going to be about third down and 11. So a 10-yard penalty from what was the original line of scrimmage. And in typical offensive lineman uh, fashion, he he didn't think he did it. No. You know, he put his hands up like, I, what, what are you talking about? But. Kemp, the quarterback. Morozik, he sees something. 
A middle linebacker for the defenders. Cabongo playing soft on the near corner. Crossing pattern under pressure is Durden, and Durden goes down. Jessup Leakey with the quarterback sack. The defenders bring the pressure, and this Dort defense last week was as aggressive as I think I've ever seen them play, and they followed that up. They seem to be gaining a little confidence. Yeah, they're getting after it up front, and that's a huge sack. Uh, back in Concordia up and forcing them to punt into this strong wind. Um, that's a huge field position winner right there. Castaneda will be punting. The line of scrimmage is the 12-yard line. He's in the end zone. He'll be punting into the wind. And the rugby-style kick, and Cabongo lets it drop and actually feels it out of bounds. He made contact with it and wisely uh, guided that ball out of bounds. Great field position for the defenders at the 40. That's a 29-yard punt, but on a day like today, 29, part, 29 yards by the Bulldogs, uh, that's about as good as you can hope for, I believe. Winds uh, anywhere around 20 miles per hour and straight out of the south. Dort with a football. Yeah, still one of those types of punts that, that will get a roll, and Cabongo just playing it and at least getting it out of bounds probably saves some yardage. Movement on the line of scrimmage, and I think we're going to have this against the door offense, so it's going to be first and 15. Now, that is yeah. something that has cropped up recently as well. The defenders, a few more penalties the last couple of weeks than we're accustomed to seeing. Normally a pretty disciplined group, but uh, we're seeing that rear its ugly head again here today. It's a five-yard penalty against the door offense. Yeah, you know, those guys are are, are taught to react if, if a defensive lineman jumps into the neutral zone, but if they just flinch on the defensive side of the ball, you gotta you got to stay in your, in your stance. Hand off to Skibout. Skibout, the ball carrier, maybe picks up one on the play. It's going to be second down and 14 in Concordia. Concordia does have the current run game for the defenders pegged, it appears. And now Dort's going to have to uh, change things up just a little bit. Second down and 14 for the defenders again at the Concordia 46. Dort leading 14 to nothing. 6.30 left to play in the half. Rolling right is Clayberg. Noah looking, rolling right, and he's going to run out of room. He's driven out of bounds back near the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and 15. Yeah, and so far this series, uh, the Dort coaching staff's not going to be happy with uh, this start. You know, you, you start the possession with great field position, and all you've done so far is go, gone backwards. So um, got to get a positive p- play here on third down and, Put yourself in a manageable fourth down situation. Third down and 15. Clayberg has the eye set behind him. Gets a block from Sconehoven. Plants, throws, has a man open. Passes in and out of the hands of Raffi. Oh, Raffi unable to hang on to it. Pass falls incomplete. That's Raffi Carr who was in behind the defense. And that's going to bring up fourth down. Oh, we got a personal passer. That's an automatic first down. Yep, and that's an automatic first down. And uh, Raffi, as he comes to the sideline, and I thought that when he spun around, I think he got, and the sun got in his eyes and just could not see where that ball was. And he came to the sideline and kind of indicated that as well. So in and out of his hands, but as it is, a roughing the passer call. Noah took a late hit. It's going to be first down and 10 for the defenders now at the Concordia 32-yard line. Yeah, and still a little bit disappointed because that's uh, one, of, one of Noah's better deep ball deep balls I've seen him throw. So 
had a scoring opportunity that slipped through your hands. Hand off to Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier. And Sonderman, as we said last week, uh, really made an impact late in that contest. He gained almost nine, uh, almost 100 yards, did the running back from Nampa, Idaho, 5'10", 210, and he's in now spelling Carter Skibot, I believe. Gains two on the play. Rolling left is Clayberg. Has a man open. Pass completed to Dodge. Dodge inside the 15-yard line. That's a Dort first down. So Jake Dodge, more than enough for a first down. That was a 15-yard completion to Jake Dodge. Dodge with several catches already today. Entered play today, the leading pass catcher for the defenders with just 12 pass catches this season. He goes off to the sideline holding that right wrist, though. Ben Hubelhorst over on the near side now. Jungling on the far side. Handoff to Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier. Sonderman inside the 10 down to the five-yard line. And the defenders, uh, we talk about when you have running backs, you've got a stable and you, you move them through. And Michael Sonderman now coming on and having an impact as well. Yeah, just a little bit different style. Um, shorter back that uh, maybe hides behind that line a little bit more. Gained eight on that play. Follows the blockers to the goal line. Stopped just short of the goal line, but Dort's going to have four chances at it now. It's going to be first down and goal to go at the one-yard line. So the defenders with another first down trying to make this a 20 to nothing advantage. The defenders taking advantage of a penalty that allowed the drive to continue. We've seen that work to Dort's detriment this season. Now we see it to their favor. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Sonderman. Sonderman follows the offensive line into the end zone. Touchdown, Sonderman. So Michael Sonderman follows his offensive lineman lead. That's been Reagan Mortar and uh, also Vanderwouda on the left side, clearing the path along with Alex Heisman. And the defenders have a 20 to nothing lead with Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after. 4.18 left to play, first half. Yeah, and Sonderman, Sonderman wearing number 34 uh, did his best uh, Walter Payton impression by trying to go over top there. Actually just rode the back of the offensive <laughs> sure lineman. Yeah, All offensive lineman had a great push there. <laughs> Snap is down, kick is up, kick is good, and the Dort defenders out to a 21 nothing lead. 4.18 left to play here in the first half. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more after this. The defenders take advantage of a relatively short field. Score for the third time this afternoon. They have a 21-0 lead. Zachman with the end-over-end kick through the end zone, and that'll be a touchback for the Concordia Bulldogs. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at their own 25-yard line. So think about that a little bit, Kyle. The holding penalty negated a first down for Concordia offensively. They end up having to punt into the wind. Dort gets great field position. Looks like the drive is stalled. Penalty, a roughing the passer, extends the drive. You've got a first down, you've got new life, you've got a new set of downs, and the defenders make them pay. And it's those little things that can add up to a lot. Exactly right. You know, penalties, you know, they, they play such a huge factor in this game. You know, the, the Concordia coaching staff's over there on the sideline going, you know, what if, you know, if, that, if we just don't rough Clayberg, force Dort to punt, you know, at worst, you're going into half 14 to nothing. Kemp, the ball carrier. Kemp keeps it himself, and there is not much there for him. Josh Morozik on the stop. 
And with 4.09 left to play in the first half, the defenders thinking about getting another stop and getting the ball back one more time before the half ends. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Coach Penner use some timeouts here, maybe on second and third down, depending on what uh, Concordia calls. They've got two timeouts left. Remember, they used their first timeout right after the quarter break. Kemp sends Durden in motion from left to right to the near side. Dort brings pressure. Pass is taken away by David Kekmarinski. Kekmarinski dragging his offensive lineman counterpart inside the 10. And David Kekmarinski, he was not the defensive player of the week last week. I thought he had a great shot at just, just because he simply dominated the game. And there David up in the air grabs it and nearly goes in for a touchdown. The defensive lineman's dream, but instead... It's dragged down at the 10-yard line, first down and 10 for the defenders. Well, and that, that's just an incredibly athletic move by Kak Marinsky to, uh, to pick that ball and to have the presence of mind to come down and, and work your way towards the end zone. Um, it would have sure been nice to see him get rewarded with a score, but just a great defensive play. Dragging about 290 pounds along with him as well. And uh, now Clayberg with the, uh, he's in the backfield by himself. Movement along the line of scrimmage. We had two players move, and I believe Levi caught out in the slot. That's Levi Sconehoven. Took a step. And he's not happy with himself, obviously. And it'll be first and goal now for the defenders at the 14-yard line. Concordia's defense moved, then Levi took that step as well over in the slot as Dort emptied the backfield. So now first and goal from the 14 for the defenders. Dort leading 21-0 with 3.38 left to play in the half. Clayberg has jungling to the left. We've not seen Jake Dodge back in the game. Clayberg stumbles at the 10, falls forward. And down to the uh, six-yard line, so the defenders now second and goal to go from the six, and Clayberg able to keep his balance even when it looked like he was going to be brought down at about the ten-yard line. Yeah, and uh, Concordia did a nice job of stuffing that inside and forcing Clayberg to, to bounce outside a little bit. And Yeah, he stuck his foot in the ground and got uh, some good yardage. Second down and goal to go from the six, 3.08 remaining. Defenders might be milking the clock just a little bit here, trying to shorten up the half, leading 21-0. Three receivers off to the right, Skibout, Sconehoven, and Hevelhorst out there. Clayberg follows his offensive line, and right now the Dort offensive line just having their way. It's going to be a third down and goal to go at the two, and this is just demoralizing if you're Concordia. Yeah, just... Uh... Moving the line of scrimmage. I mean, Noah's getting three, four yards before any contact. And uh, while Concordia's not giving any seams for him to, to slide through, uh, the offensive line is getting great push. Third down and goal to go. Dort goes with the eye. They hand it off to Sconehoven. Sconehoven, the second effort. Did he get there? No, he did not. He's inside the uh, one-yard line. And I would be shocked here if Dort did not go for it on fourth down and goal to go at the one. Well, and the thing you have going for you is, you know, if you if you don't get it in here uh, and you turn the ball over, you got Concordia backed up, and you you still have a couple timeouts that maybe you can use and and still get the ball back this half. Charlie Young checks out. Skibot is back in. Dort empties the backfield again. You move the tight end over to the near side. That's the left side. 
And Dort will turn, look, get the play in from the line, from the sideline. Seven seconds on the play clock, now five, and Dort's going to have to call the timeout. Three seconds, two, and the defenders call the timeout with 139 remaining in the half, leading 21 nothing, facing fourth down and goal to go at the one-yard line. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5, back with fourth down and goal right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Charlie Young and Levi Schoenhoven, your running backs, jungling to the near side, Hubelhorst to the far side, and Noah Clayberg will get the football from Mitchell Van Riggenmorder. And the officials will back out of the way. Fourth down and goal to go. Ball inside the one-yard line. So Dort looking to the sideline again. Dort's used two of their timeouts. They've got one remaining. Now 12 seconds left. 10. Clayberg changing the play. Noah hands it off. Skonhoven. Skonhoven second effort into the end zone. Touchdown defenders and Levi Skonhoven bowls his way in for his sixth touchdown rushing of the year. And the defenders lead it 27 to nothing. Yeah, and you just love that matchup. You give it to your probably your strongest runner uh, and allow him to get behind those offensive linemen. And it looks like a big rug, rugby scrum, and you get a lot of push, and he ended up on his feet five yards deep in the end zone. Zachman on to attempt the point after talking with some of the coaches earlier this week. They said the progress that this offensive line has made in terms of physical play from the first half against Kaiser to now is as good a jump as you could hope for and uh, really starting to see some of those dividends here as we head into the last month of the season. Zachman's point after is good. Dort leads 28-0, 1.32 left to play in the half. Defenders up by four scores. Back with more in a moment. Concordia on the return. They bring it out to the 24-yard line and the Bulldogs with a couple of timeouts remaining. Not sure that they are eager to use those, and they might just simply want to get to halftime, trailing 28-0 going into the win. Jonah Wyand on that return, and the Bulldogs take over first down and 10 at their own 23, trailing 28-0. So Concordia, offensively, it has been hard work for them so far. And unofficially, the numbers, just 18 yards rushing, 16 yards passing. Dort 169 and 92. Camp loses it. I think he completed it to himself. I don't know if it deflected (laughs) off of a player. It'll go as a, a running play for Camp. And now we have a stoppage in play. Well, if if they deem this a, a forward pass, I think it was bounced off of an offensive lineman, which would be uh, illegal touching and a penalty on Concordia. So the linesman comes over from the sideline, and I don't think they're going to change this. I, I'm not right. sure. I, I think, can't say with any certainty that it hit someone. Okay, it was a fumble instead of a forward pass. Had it been determined that he threw the ball forward, it looked like it just slipped out of his hands, which I think was the correct call. Um, second down. Second and eight for the Bulldogs. And um, Morozik on the tackle. I lost where the ball was. That Was was that Wyand who's out there? No, no, 26. No, 26. He's not on the uh, two deep. 
And timeout is used. That's Devin Ziegler. Devin Ziegler, 5'7", 160. That's why I lost track of him. 28 to nothing, and the defenders use their final timeout. Concordia facing third down and nine, so the defenders forcing Concordia here to run another play, and potentially the defenders get the football back one more time. And uh, the way the, the way things have gone in the second quarter for Concordia, this is no gimme here that uh, either they execute the offensive play or the special teams play. Yeah, exactly. So, so. You know, what's going on in the Concordia huddle? Uh, they talking about, you know, hey, let's keep it on the ground here. Dort's out of timeout, so we can at least burn clock, leave, what, 15, 15 seconds, seconds maybe. left. Um, that's I, that's what I would guess they would do. Um, Boy, you pass uh, and you throw an incomplete pass or don't get the first down, things, or right. if you don't if you don't get the first, you throw an incomplete pass, well, they're going to go to the air. Pass. Is intercepted by Bosman. They're going to throw pass and they're going to throw That's, a flag. It's going to be pass interference, and I don't agree with that after what no. we saw earlier today. I thought Connor had an inside position. But they're going to throw the flag, and that's what the call is going to be in all likelihood. So Bosma had inside position. Yep. Yeah, I don't agree with that one either. Uh, and for what we saw earlier in the contact that was allowed, and this was simply a matter, I thought Connor had just great position. But we bite our tongues and we move forward. Yeah. First and ten at the 40. Dort's out of timeouts. Now if you're Concordia, do you just simply limp into halftime or do you do you try to make something happen heading into the wind? Well, and I guess down 28, you you got to start taking some chances and they'll probably keep keep the ball in the air trying to try to make a big play. Um, pass completed over the middle to the 45-yard line down to the 41-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the Bulldogs at the 41. They have three timeouts remaining and now Lynn Nutt, the defensive coordinator Trying to get his defense refocused. 40 seconds left. First down and 10. You don't want to slip up and give one up here. They're going to look deep. Pass is to the sideline incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. That pass intended for Art Anderson at about the 20-yard line. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. 35 seconds left to go in the half. Dort leading 28 to nothing. Now Concordia will have the ball to start the second half of play. So they could, in effect, steal a possession there. Second down and 10. Dort leading 28 to nothing. Bulldogs spread things out. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Durden in motion. Back to pass is Kemp. Kemp throws. Pass is incomplete. Nearly picked off on the oh deflection. My. Are they going to give it to him? I don't believe it. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's that not a good not call. call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and Concordia player is pretty upset about it. And... Yeah, they probably have a right to be upset. Um, Ashton Trashman's going to get credit for the interception, but Kyle, there's no there's, way he had no his way foot he in. Kept his foot in bounds. I mean, he he was airborne when he caught the ball. Right. I mean, he he was trying to when he saw the ball in the air, but he had to leave the ground to get to the ball. Hey, I, I, you take it, right? I mean, <laughs> you get calls that go for you and against you at different times. That one was obviously. Uh, 
call in favor of Dort there. You have to live by the motto, it all evens out in the end, because otherwise it will drive you crazy. Treshman gets credit for the uh, pass interception. Dort's going to go for yardage here. Clayberg floats it up for Hubelhorst over on the Dort sideline at about the 45-yard line. Pass falls incomplete. It will be second down and 10 with 24 seconds remaining in the half. Yeah, I guess, you know, the Dort defensive staff is thinking, well, we there's a bad call on the pass interference. Technically, we probably should have had the ball yep. uh, in our own territory. Now we have it down here. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg in and out of the hands of Levi Jungling over the middle at about the 25-yard line. It's going to be third down and 10. And uh, the defenders, third down and 10, 20 seconds remaining. Pick up a first down in the half in all likelihood comes to an end. You don't pick up a first down here. Concordia might use a timeout and try to get the football back on the punt. Clayberg fakes the handoff. He's going to weave his way forward in that defensive lineman. Nice play by one of the tackles. And uh, that was Sam Andrews. Andrews, I beg your pardon. Not Sam Andrews, Gerald Morris. Morris, 6'1", 235, makes the tackle. Short gain on the play. And with 12 seconds left to go in the half, Concordia will call the timeout. They'll force Dort to punt. And uh, the more plays that you force a team to run, special teams especially, more option, more opportunity there is for things to go wrong potentially, and that's what Concordia is thinking here, I'm sure. Well, and, and you never know what's going to happen with a, with a special team. You force somebody to punt. You know, there's a chance of a bad snap, uh, punter drops a ball, you know, something could happen on the back end. Um, even with the return, you know, I, as I think about a Concordia football team and their special teams plays uh, play, traditionally they, they have a good special teams scheme. Uh, punt return has always been a solid part of their game. You know, you, you take a chance, maybe you break one, get a cheap score here. Uh, to end the half. 14 seconds on the game clock. And Noah Clayberg, they actually have Noah. And uh, he started the season as the first string punter. That gives you an indication that Jake Dodge is not available. He's got his helmet off on the near side, holding that left hand close to his body on the sideline. Clayberg. A low kick. It'll take a bounce at the 40-yard line over the head of the Concordia return man. And it's going to roll all the way down to the 17-yard line. That's a nice Four punt. seconds left. That's a 70-yard punt for the defenders from the, Dort thir- uh, pardon me, from the Concordia 13. All the way down to the defender 16-yard line. 17-yard line, that is. So 70, a 70-yard punt, you'll take wow. that. And it will be Concordia football first down and 10 at their own 17 with four seconds left. I would be shocked if they did anything else other than taking a knee here. They've had a couple near misses in terms of turnovers. Kemp is your quarterback. Four seconds remaining in the half. Dort leading 28 to nothing. Hand off to Durden, and that'll end the first half. Our score at halftime, Dort 28, 
Concordia 0. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back checking in with where are they now. And uh, well, that'll take about 10 to 12 minutes, and then we will check in with our numbers right after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Welcome into another edition of Where Are They Now here on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. Where Are They Now is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. We're throwing it back to an interview we did last year on Where Are They Now Today. Speaking with Vinoy Harris, a 2016 Dort graduate, a former Dort linebacker who, fitting we're talking to him after Dort's 61-0 shutout victory over Dome last week, Vinoy Harris is third all-time in career tackles in Dort football history, and he holds the record for the most tackles in a single game with 22 in a matchup with Briar Cliff. So without further ado, joining us on Where They Now is Vinoy Harris. You're from Arlington, Texas, and the state of Texas has been a great spot for Dort football recruiting over the years. How and when did you first hear about Dort? So I first heard about Dort my senior year. It was actually towards the end of the recruiting season, so around, I would say, February. Uh, I just got a random email from at the time, Coach Garner, and yeah, he said they were having a meet and greet in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I first checked out the website, and I saw that they had engineering, which is what I wanted to do and I thought you know I'd give it a shot and they convinced me to go on a visit and the rest was history. Well you mentioned that visit what about Dort itself do you think separated it from maybe some of the other colleges or universities you were considering? Really the chance to play football and do engineering was was a bonus because my other option was to just go to a big school down here like Texas A&M or or Baylor but I wasn't planning on playing football it also worked out financially at the time. Dort was the best financial option, and I figured, you know, why not ball? Now, for years, you were actually one of the bedrocks and kind of the mainstays in that Dort linebacking core. Your third in program history, total tackles. You still own the record for the most tackles in a single game with 22 against Briarcliff. That in 2014. Why do you think you were such a tenacious defender on the gridiron? You know, I I think I was kind of blossoming. Uh, when I got to Dort, because I didn't switch to linebacker until my junior year of high school. And so I was really getting more comfortable with my body and moving in space. And I think once I got to Dort, I was finally mastering that. And some of those stats I'm still a little upset on because I struggled with some pretty serious injuries and I could have did even better. So I still knock myself for that. (laughs) You mentioned that. I mean, football gives and it takes. And you had a pretty bad injury, especially in 2015 kind of ended your season almost before it began. What was going through your mind at the time, and why did you ultimately decide to try to come back in 2016? Right, so I guess before that, in the spring, right before spring ball, I tore my pec. And so all of spring ball in the summer, I was recovering from that. And then the first game, I blew out my foot with the Liz Frank injury. And so really, that was kind of a, a tough spot to be in because, you know, with the whole coaching change, a lot of uncertainty, but I still thought I had some more left in me. And at the time, I was dating a girl in the area, so I was like, well, I want to see what happens with this. So all of that kind of packaged together, as well as, you know, looking for a job. I knew football was not going to be a, was not going to make me a living. And so really all that led to me 
deciding to play again. And I have, I have no regrets about that. It was good seeing the new coaching staff take over. So before with engineering, you talked about considering just going to school. And this gave you the opportunity to play football and study engineering at the same time. Was it difficult to balance kind of the the workload of those both? Because those are two sizable workloads. There's a lot of effort, time, and energy you got to put into football and engineering as well. I mean, there are a lot of credits, courses, internships you want to do, and it itself is a pretty structured program. Right. So when I got there, my first meeting with my advisor, he basically told me, well, we'll see if, if you sink or swim, essentially, because engineering is a heavy load, you know, without any sports and it definitely was not easy that first year and a half to two years. I didn't really have any social time. My social time was football and going to practice. And then other than that, I was doing homework. So it definitely wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And even saying that, I bounced around within engineering. And I even switched out first semester, but went back. When you think back to your time as a defender, what comes to mind? Really, the most memorable times are the times you know, in the commons, just joking with guys, eating after practice. Because we would always get there right when they closed at 7 or however late they were open. And we would stay there, and they would get mad and eventually kick us out. But those times and uh, just the locker room times, the the bus trips, I think those are most memorable times. Now, you're working with with BNSF Railway. That's an organization uh, I know you've had a couple internships and kind of training periods with. How did those internships and training periods over time turn into a full-time position for you as a project engineer? Right, so my first, I guess, internship, you can say, was uh, with a combination of between Jordan Interstate, the local company there, and eventually I ended up getting an internship with BNSF Railway. I guess I just made the most of the internship with BNSF. I had no connections going into it. I just applied like a thousand other people, and I got invited to a hiring event, and I guess I did well in the interview, and the rest is history there. Actually, when I was going into my fifth season, that was going into my fifth season, that internship. Funny story about that, I actually told Coach Pinner, it was going into his first season, that, you know, I, I have this internship and it's going to go into training camp. And so that was a little bit of a battle, but eventually I, I showed up to training camp late because I told Coach Pinner, you know, this could be a potential job. <laughs> I'm not going to the NFL, so I had to make a big decision there and risk, you know, not getting playing time or whatnot. But it was it was worth it for me. Now, I'm just a common man, so when I hear railway, you know, all I think of are the actual trains themselves. So what's some of the behind-the-scenes work that you do as a project engineer for BNSF Railway? So what I do is essentially project management for construction projects. So within BNSF, we expand just like any other company, and we're not necessarily making whole new, I guess, routes across the country, but a lot of what we do is adding another track adjacent or parallel to an existing track. And so me with an engineering degree, I don't, I'm not at a firm. I'm not a consultant. What I do is I hire them to do the design work, manage that process to make sure they're doing it how we want, and then put it out to bid to get a contractor to do the dirt work. And being a SEF, we have our own workers who actually lay down the track, the ties and the, and the rail. So I'm essentially overseeing that whole process. You mentioned you kind of bounce around a little bit within engineering so is this the kind of work you envisioned yourself doing while studying civil engineering at Dort, or is it more something you just uncovered over time and then pursued when the opportunities presented themselves? Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into when I decided to do engineering. All I knew or thought I knew was, well, I'll just go be a number cruncher and design bridges or something. But 
there's really a lot more avenues to go down, which I ended up discovering. And so really, I mean, I like what I do now. I'm not in a rush to, you know, climb the corporate ladder like some people do. It really just worked out pretty well. It can be demanding like any other job. There can be some long days, long hours, but it's worth it in the end. Now, aside from playing football and starting a career as an engineer, what are some of the highlights or joys you've gotten to experience and kind of cherish in your life since you finished up at Dort? I imagine kind of moving back to Texas was one of those for you? Yeah, you can say so, but I mean, it's not as fun as, you know, waking up next to your buddies every day and going to practice. Well, practice wasn't always fun, but with being with your buddies was fun. So I miss that social aspect, but it is fun, uh, you know, having your own money and being able to do stuff outside work. Last question I have for you, Vinoy. So we hear a lot from athletes about how important athletics are in their lives. Their role kind of changes. It takes on different shapes and different forms. As someone grows, they graduate, they move on into their respective career paths. What's the role, if there is one, of football or athletics in your life today? Uh, I would say just the, the competitiveness, because when you get out here and you start applying jobs and just interacting with people, it's, it's very competitive. And if uh, you're not used to that, it can be intimidating. And, you know, the whole, it's not about how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you get up, you know, that competition. Definitely something that I take away. And the character building, not everything goes your way. Maybe uh, in my time there, I built a little too much character, (laughs) not winning that many games. But Coach Penner and Coach Nutt are changing that, Coach Mingo. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for you, Vinoy. All right. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Vanoli Harris for taking some time and joining us on Aware They Now, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886, trust in tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra, here on KDCR. That'll do it for this throwback edition of Where Are They Now? You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5 FM, your home for Defender Athletics. We're at halftime. The Defenders leading 28 to nothing over the Concordia Bulldogs, and so far it's been all Dort Defenders as they own that 28 to nothing lead, but that only uh, is the tip of the iceberg in terms of how much Dort has controlled this game. The defenders, 262 yards of offense to 56 for Concordia. Concordia, 21 yards on the ground, 35 passing. Dort, 170 on the ground, 92 passing. Time of possession, uh, Dort with a healthy uh, 20 to 10 advantage there as well. Noah Clayberg leading Dort, 15 carries, 72 yards. Carter Skibout, 14 for 65. Michael Sonderman, 4 for 17. Levi Sconhoven, 3 for 14. All total, Dort averaging right at 4.7 yards per carry. Noah Clayberg, 6 of 9, uh, pardon me, 9 of 16 passing for 92 yards. Levi Jungling, 6 receptions for 52 yards. Jake Dodge, 3 catches for 40 yards. For Concordia, Ryan Durden, six catches for 27 yards, uh, pardon me, six rushes for 27 yards. No one else with positive yardage for Concordia. Passing Jake Kemp, four of 12, with three interceptions and 35 yards. Ryan Durden, two catches for five yards. Garrett Shart and uh, Caden Barron with one catch apiece. Lane Castaneda, three punts for 110 yards. And the defenders have punted three times as well. Jake Dodge twice, average of 36. Noah Clayberg once, and he had a 70-yard punt. Tackles so far, Josh Morozik, five solo, one assist. Brayton Van Kickericks, two and one. 
Derek Tahofsky. Five solos and two assisted stops for the Concordia Bulldogs and Lane Napier, two solo, four assists before he left with injury. Dort scoring. They had an 11-play, 79-yard drive to start things to make it 7-0. Carter Skibout, and that was capped by Levi Jungling, two-yard carry. Carter Skibout had a short carry as well for a touchdown, six-yard carry, capping a five-play, 36-yard drive. Then Michael Sonderman, eight carries. Uh, pardon me, uh, he had a one-yard carry, capping an eight-play, 42-yard drive. And Levi Skonhoven capped a four-play, 10-yard drive that was set up by a David Kakmarinski interception. And uh, Sconehoven plowed in from one yard out to make it 28-0. to zero. And that's where we are at halftime. Scoreboard uh, looks like this. And this is your Sioux Center Fairway Foods. Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center serving the community since 1991. The scoreboard, Northwestern leading Doan 10 to nothing in Orange City. Briarcliff leads Hastings 20 to nothing. Morningside over Dakota Wesleyan 27 to nothing. Dort over Concordia, 28 to nothing. So four out of the five games today, shutouts in the G-Pack at halftime. And Midland leads Jamestown, 21 to 7. So you've got two games that are two scores and uh, two others that are three score differences. And uh, the Dort-Concordia game right now, a four score difference. I don't know what you make of that, Kyle, but uh, we're heading to the final three after this week. Three weeks left of the regular season and... uh, that separation, you get to this point of the year, you, you are what you are, and you, yeah. you can't reinvent yourself at this point of the year. Right, yeah, you've, you've gone this far into the season developing an identity, and, and, I, and in all honesty, if you don't have an identity at this point in the season, you're not going to finish very well. And, um, yeah, you, you, you see the division in the G-Pack right now with, you know, several teams – um, kind of separating themselves at the top, you know, with Dor- with uh, Morningside and Northwestern both being undefeated, um, you know, and and then you have this Dort team and and maybe a Midland in there, uh, kind of in that. Briarcliff is kind of hanging around there too. Briarcliff's hanging around, um, and then you have you have a group of teams that, in all honesty, they're just struggling this year. I mean. Um, it seems to be a little bit of a, a drop-off, you know, with some of those bottom-tier teams. Hastings, Jameson, and Dakota Wesleyan certainly appears that they are going to all drop games today, go to 1-5, and 1-6, and six, and 0-7, oh and respectively. Now, what that also means is that some of those teams haven't had the opportunity to play each other yet, so right. might pick up some wins there. Next week's games feature Dort at Hastings, Morningside at Doan, Northwestern at Briarcliff, and Midland at Concordia. So uh, really, uh, that Northwestern Briar Cliff game is probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah, uh, of of next week's ball games. Yeah, I would say that's the one that you know. And you never know at this point in the season, but um, yeah, it, it pretty much is what it is, right? Twenty-eight to nothing, Dort leading. And I have one other question for you. And you obviously paid very paid very close attention to ratings and things like that while you were coaching. Where do you need to feel you have to be positioned at this point of the year to have a chance if you're not going to get an automatic qualifier to get into that top 16 range in the ratings? Do you have a chance if you're receiving votes, or is it just a matter of hey, you're, really, you're really on the outside looking in right now? It's looking like you're on the outside. I mean, um, there's just at this point in the year, there's not enough of those matchups where you're going to see a lot of those top 20 teams lose 
um, and lose bad enough um, in, in which you see them drop. I, I think it's become more and more difficult really over the last maybe even 10 years um, to get into the playoffs with a three with three losses. If you do, it's it's three very early in the season, maybe to a Division two or 1AA type of team where it's really not considered a loss um, because that's, that's just the way the structure has been set up. Um, you know, the NAI, they, they want national representation in the playoffs. And so with conference winners and, and the at-larges, uh, it's just more and more difficult for a three-loss team to get in. I'm reminded of those teams from Dakota Wesleyan five and six years ago where they would take a couple losses in the conference and they would just go scorched earth the rest of the games and they would hang 60 on teams and they'd win lopsided games, but they'd always be in that 19 and 18 rating when the season was all finished. Well, yeah, and you know, and, and, and I've coached teams that were top top 15 type teams that ended up being on the outside looking in because of automatic qualifiers and, you know, being in that top 20 range. Um, you know, so you, you have to be in probably the top two in a conference uh, to get in anymore. Well, the defenders trying to make the most of this season no matter what the postseason hopes are. And uh, right now they have a, uh, they've got a scoreless streak going defensively where they went four quarters without a score last week. And it's another two quarters here today. Six straight scoreless quarters in Great Plains Athletic Conference football play. The defenders with a commanding 28 to nothing lead right now. And the defenders will be kicking off into the wind as uh, we begin the second half of play. Brett Zachman will be punting for the, uh, pardon me, will be kicking for the defenders. And we are underway with the second half of play. A side-winding kick fielded at the 15-yard line to the 20, to the 25, and still on his feet and tripped up finally was Concordia's backup running back, Jonah Wyand. Wyand on the return. That's about a 20-yard return for Wyand. And the Bulldogs will take over first down and 10, trailing by 28. And uh, for Concordia, this is a tough spot because this is not an offense, it seems, that is built to strike quickly but it is imperative that they get something positive on this drive if they have any hopes of winning this ball game, it seems. Yeah, and you would think that with the wind at their back, at, at their back you're going to see the ball in the air a lot in this third quarter. Jake Kemp, the quarterback. Kemp is going to run option, pitches it over to Durden. Durden to the far side, picks up two or three yards on the play, and uh, stretching it out, David Kakmarinski. Kakmarinski tracks him down for a two-yard gain, that's all. It's going to be second down and eight, and uh, not much uh, the quickness out there for well, the blocks. And Durden doesn't look like he's 100%. He's got a little gimp, and he's got a knee sleeve on his right leg, and uh, he just doesn't look like himself out there. Second down and eight. Back to pass is Kemp. Kemp. Looking, pumps, under pressure, flush from the pocket, Buchelman chasing him, pass is complete, no, did he fumble, well it's going to be ruled incomplete, Art Anderson had it momentarily and uh, fortunate for Concordia that they ruled that an incomplete pass, otherwise the defenders force another turnover. Yeah, and really a great play by Kemp, Um, nice route adjustment. Uh, receiver took off deep and and he laid it over the top in a great position to make a play 
receiver just couldn't hang on to the ball. Jake Buchelman provided the pressure for the defenders up the middle. It's second down and eight now, and the defenders, pardon me, third down and eight. Kemp, your quarterback, he's a senior, shifts everyone to the left side of the field. There's one wide receiver to the right, and Concordia is going to burn a timeout here. Uh, Kemp comes away saying uh, the play call, he, he puts his hands up to the sideline as if to say the play call does not match what we're doing on the play on the <laughs> right. on the field yeah and with the the clock running down and guys not in a position uh in formation yeah it's wise to take a time out this is an important drive yeah, i mean concordia has to get a first down here uh it's really putting them behind the eight ball if they don't um you know I, when you're down 28 uh, you got to take advantage early in this half uh, to get yourself back in the game and uh, so you don't want to be out of sorts trying to run a third down play. Jake Dodge over on the sideline for the defenders. He's got the pads and uniform off, and he's got ice on that left shoulder, and it's in a sling. So he will not be returning today. Uh, I believe he is the only player for the defenders in question. We'll watch and see if Lane Napier, number 23, comes on the field defensively for the Bulldogs. He left earlier in the contest as well, shaken up on a play in the first half. Back to passes, Kemp. Kemp under pressure. Kemp's pass is complete, but it's going to be well short of the first down, just barely getting back to the line of scrimmage. Ball comes out late, and ending up with it is Jalen Placide. But it's going to be uh, he's going to be marked down after a gain of a couple on the play. It's going to be fourth down and six, and the Dort defense comes away with a stop. Yeah, and honestly, Mike, I'm surprised you didn't see Concordia throwing the ball downfield a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I guess you do what you feel comfortable doing, and and uh, that wasn't getting the ball downfield quite yet. Lane Castaneda on to punt with the win. Nathan Cabongo back at his own 25-yard line. The line of scrimmage is the 35, and Cabongo will field it at the 25. 40-yard punt. Cabongo returns it out to the 38-yard line, and that is where Dort will start. First down and 10 at their own 38. Not bad field position considering Concordia kicking with the wind. Scanning the field, and it doesn't appear that Napier is back in the ball game. Looking for number 23 to be right in the middle, and uh, he is not there. So Concordia looks like they're going to have to go without their leading defensive player, their best defensive player. I don't think there's any question of that. Hand off to Jungling. Jungling trying to get to the edge, and Concordia saw that one coming a mile away. And Jungling's forward progress is actually going to be about a five-yard loss on the play. It'll be second down and 15. Yeah, just nothing there. Uh, going back to that Concordia punt, and I finally, I, I guess I noticed it earlier, but how many teams have their starting quarterback long snapping? You do what you have to, I guess, when you <laughs> guess. go on the road. Wow. Yeah. That's not that's a precarious position to put that quarterback in. Pitch, near side, Schoenhoven, nothing there. And the Concordia defense has made adjustments at halftime, and uh, so far, Dort offensively going the wrong way. That's going to be a loss of four on the play for Schoenhoven. That's going to bring up third down and long. It's almost third down. We're going to call it third down and 19, third down and 20, somewhere in that neighborhood. Dort into the wind here. Clayberg rolling left, picks up a block, floats it for jungling, incomplete. I think it's intercepted. Did here, the Mike. intercepted Did on the sideline? Yep. 
giving them the ball there. Well, they're going to take it over. First down and 10 at the 43-yard line and not a great start for the Dort offense. Here in the second half, Dort leading 28 to nothing, but Concordia by far their best field position of the contest so far. And they're going to have it first down and 10 at the Dort 43. So Concordia, after uh, punting, they end up... uh, Getting the football back in great field position on the turnover by the defenders, and that's where you start to play the uh, field position game. Kemp is your quarterback. Durden in the backfield with him. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs at the 43. Back to pass. Kemp, Kemp, rolling right. Pass is complete. And losing the football on the sideline. The intended receiver. That's Castaneda. Castaneda with the catch. Also doubles as your punter. It'll be second down and five. Second and five with 12.15 left to go in the third period. Dort leading 28-0. Concordia's defense coming alive here in the second half, forcing a turnover. Yeah, and you got to think uh, Dort's offensive staff not real happy with, with how... They've responded coming out of the half. Second down and five. Back to passes. Kemp. Kemp's going to float it over the top. Bosma on the coverage, and the pass falls incomplete. And Connor Bosma, nice job that time of turning around, finding the football. And it seems like if if you're going to get called for pass interference, it's going to be when you don't turn around and see the football. And that time he did and was able to knock it away. Yeah, and really good position. That would have have taken a, a really well thrown ball to to get in a very small window and. Uh, able to deflect the ball there and cause the incompletion. We also have a penalty flag on the play. Looks like the defenders might uh, decline the penalty. Oh, they're going to take the yards. Initially, it looked like the official was indicating uh, decline, but uh, Dort's going to take the yards and force now second down and 15. Football back at the 48-yard line. Second and 15 for the Bulldogs at the Dort 48. Kemp has Durden in the backfield, moves him from his right to his left. Got a fullback as well. Fake the handoff to Durden. Rolling left is Kemp. Kemp's pass is incomplete. A bone-jarring hit, and that's Jalen Placide breaking that up, arriving at the intended receiver at the same time as the football, knocking it loose on the pass intended on the near side. Falls incomplete. It'll be third down and 15. Yeah, timed that up really well. Didn't get there too early to get the pass interference call, but uh, timed it up and knocked the ball loose. The intended receiver that time, new player that was Brady Fitzke. Fitzke listed as a tight end. Not on our two deep, so he doesn't get used a lot. Third down and 15. Back to pass again is Kemp. Kemp under pressure. Pass underneath intended for... Caden Barron, pass falls incomplete, probably nothing more than a couple-yard pickup on the play, but it falls incomplete nonetheless, and that'll bring up fourth down and 15, and the defender should get the football back. Concordia, I'm guessing, will punt here, trailing 28-0, football near midfield. Yeah, nice pressure up the middle, uh, causing Kemp to get rid of the ball probably a little earlier into uh, an underneath route. Um, But, yeah, running a little scheme. Getting a rusher up the middle and good pressure on the quarterback. Castaneda is on the punt. Line of scrimmage is the 48-yard line. 
of Dort. Castaneda, a booming kick. Kabanga will call for the fair catch. It'll take a bounce inside the five. Did he stay out of the end zone? It appears he did, and it's down inside the one. And the defenders will take over first down and ten on the 47-yard punt by Castaneda that pins the defenders deep in their own territory near the goal line. So this is a precarious position here for the defenders with 11.33 left to go in the third period. Yeah, you just got to get this get some positive yards and get uh, get out of the shadow of the end zone here. Uh, really nice play. One of those, you know, wasn't that many years ago that that would have been a touchback because I think the, the guy downing the ball was in the end zone, but uh, you can be there now as long as the ball doesn't reach or break the plane of the, the end zone. 11.33 left to go in the third quarter. Dort leading 28 to nothing. The defenders turned it over on their last offensive series. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg's going to float it up for Junkling. That one got caught up in the wind. Incomplete. Junkling was able to get a little separation from the defensive back, Johnny Johnson, but the pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, and as uh, Noah watches film, uh, Next week, he's, he's going to see his tight end wide open down the middle of the field. But uh, getting a little tunnel vision, and that's bound to happen when you have a receiver like Jungling. Second down and 10, 11.28 remaining. 12 seconds left on the play clock. That's left to go in the third period. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Schoenhoven, gives them a little room to work, maybe picks up a yard or two. It's going to be third down and eight. Third and eight for the defenders, but they're out from their goal their goal line at least. Looks like it's about at the four-yard line. So third down and seven. Dort quickly up to the line of scrimmage as the clock ticks below. Eleven minutes left to go in the third period. Dort shifting. Twelve seconds left on the play clock. They hand it off. Looks like Skibout, Skibout, second effort, might have gotten past the five, and that's it, out to the six, and Dort's going to be forced to punt. So uh, steadily on, Concordia inching their way closer to the Dort end of the field, winning the battle for field position early on with the wind at their back here in the uh, the, uh, second half, and the defender still clinging to a 28-0 lead. Noah Clayberg's going to punt with Jake Dodge on the sideline. So Noah in the end zone now. Return men not giving him much credit. They're at about the 35-yard line. So they're anticipating about a 30-yard punt. Clayberg, a high kick. That'll be fielded at the, no, they're going to let it drop. And it will be at the 43-yard line. So a 38-yard punt up into the wind by Clayberg. And it will be first and 10 for the Bulldogs at the Dort 43. Dort still with a shutout intact, leading 28 to nothing. Five minutes gone here in the third quarter. Yeah, and really not a bad punt into this wind. Uh, I don't think it's probably quite as strong as at the beginning of the game, but still a factor uh, in the kicking game. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. I had wondered if we would see Wyatt Ellers at all. He's their backup quarterback. He's actually played in six out of Concordia's seven games so far this year. Back to pass. Pass over the middle is complete to the tight end. And that's a first down and then some. Treshman on the tackle. 
And that uh, nice big target for the Bulldogs, number 49, mentioned him earlier, Fitzke. Fitzke, 6'7", 220, big target, hard to miss. And the Bulldogs inside the door at 30, now at the 26-yard line. Yeah, he looks like the typical Concordia tight end. They've had some great ones in the past, and he's a good target out there. You would, you would think they'd probably look to him a little bit more often. They shift the running back, Wyand, from right to left. They hand it off to Wyand. Wyand hesitating. Morozik trips him up from behind. No gain on the play. It's going to be second down and 10. Wyand almost came to a stop in the backfield, and the defense caught up with him very rapidly. Jessup Leakey in on the tackle for the defenders. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, and that's just showing probably a little bit of a lack of confidence in what the, what's happening up front with, with his offensive line because, you know, you just got to make a decision and go, and uh, that little hesitation uh, didn't get him anywhere. Back to pass. Under pressure, pass over the middle to Leakey, uh, pardon me, to Fitzke. Fitzke to the 10, inside the 10, down to the 8-yard line. So they have found a soft spot in the middle of the Dort defense. Brady Fitzke taking advantage. couple of pass completions to the tight end, and the Concordia Bulldogs threatening here. First and goal to go at the 8, with 8.30 left to play in the third period. Still a lot of football left to be played. And Concordia's defense really giving their offense a great opportunity here midway through the third quarter. And now they're threatening to get on the board. Jonah Wyan to the right of Kemp. Kemp back to pass. Kemp looking. Flush from the pocket. Flag on the play. This is going to be a hold in all likelihood. Pass is incomplete. And I believe we're going to do this one all over again. Ten yards back from the line of scrimmage. That scramble by Kemp and offensive lineman in all likelihood got a little too aggressive on the pass block. Well, I did not see that coming. Jake Buechelman is going to be called for the personal foul. Half the distance to the goal line from the eight, now down to the four. So Buechelman called for hands to the face. Well, you know, these, these officials have been watching NFL games, too. You've seen that a lot in the NFL, so becomes the, the Vogue call. Um, yeah, probably legit, but uh, not working in Dort's favor there. Jake Kemp sends a man in motion from right to left. That's Barron. Kemp is under center. Has the I formation behind him. Hand off to Wyand. Wyand, nothing there. And maybe gain of one on the play. It's going to be second down and goal to go. Clock continuing to tick. 7.55 left to go in the third period. Yeah, and you know when you've been struggling to run the ball uh, and you get down here, the, the temptation is to to try to hammer it in there. Well, you haven't been able to do it any other time in the game. And it gets tougher uh, when you're closer to the line of scrimmage. A lot yeah. of bot, or pardon me, when you get close to the end zone, a lot of bodies in a very small space. Kemp wants to send his man in motion again. This time he pitches over to Wyand, and we've got a flag on the play. We get movement. Almost has to be with the play going dead. False start. False start against the Concordia Bulldogs. Five-yard penalty. That'll bring it back to the eight-yard line. So second down and goal to go now from the eight. 7.28 left to play third period yeah and 
In all honesty, I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing for Concordia. Gives them a little more space. Well, yeah, and they're going to go now to a smaller uh, personnel, uh, spread spread out the Dort defense. Um, I, I think they probably have a better chance of running the ball in here uh, by spreading out Dort's defense rather than trying to pack everything in so tight. Kemp directs Wyan from his left to his right. Kemp back to pass. Kemp under pressure. Floated up into the end zone. Picked off by Placide. Placide in the end zone. He's going to take a knee, and the Dort defense forces the turnover, and it all started with that pressure coming up the middle. I'm not sure who came with it. I think it was Josh Morozik, and the defenders will take over first down and 10 at their own 20 as they force a turnover. Yeah, and Kemp definitely had to through that earlier than what he wanted. Uh, tried to force it in there. Uh, any tip ball that's up for grabs seems like the, the Dort secondary is coming up with right now. And uh, proceed in a great position there to make the interception and take a knee and uh, get the offense back on the field. He had thoughts of running it out, and that was Marazic on the pressure. So the linebacker from Texas shoots the gap straight up the middle and forces the turnover with the uh, tip pass and uh, Placide with the interception. And for Jalen, I believe that is his first interception of the year in the Dort shutout, still intact, leading 28 to nothing. Let's see if they can get something going on offense. Fake the handoff. Clayberg is going to roll left. Uh, pardon me, rolls right. Pass intended for jungling, and they're going to say he was out of bounds, incomplete. A.J. Jenkins on the coverage. Would have been a pickup of about 10 yards on the play. Falls and uh, ruled incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. Second down and 10. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. Defender's a little short-handed today. Handoff, skeeb out, skeeb out the ball carrier. Skeeb out, picking up six yards on the play. It's going to be third down and four. Sedort going back to what uh, they started the game with, more or less. And uh, we see Jungling leave the game now. Eli Bolden, freshman from Harlan, uh, prepped at Harlan on the field. Third down and four. Jungling came up limping after that last incomplete pass. So third and four for the defenders at their own 26. And now you see the defenders starting to bleed the clock a little bit, trying to shorten up the game. 14 seconds on the play clock, leading 28 to nothing with 6.20 to go here in the third period. Clayberg. Fakes the handoff. He's going to roll left. Has some room to run. He's going to race to the edge. He gets the first down and is pushed out of bounds at the Concordia sideline. And Noah Clayberg. Looked like he was a little slow in getting up. Just took him a while to gather himself. He'll jog back to the huddle. Well, back to the line of scrimmage. Dort doesn't huddle up. First down and 10 for the defenders now at their own 31-yard line. Yeah, and uh, finally getting a first down this half and keeping that clock going. and Hopefully they... They've made some adjustments in the run game uh, keep this drive alive. Levi Jungling back on the field. Lining Warner up in the slot. Hubel Horst is to the far side. Looks like the offensive line intact from where we started the game. Clayberg fakes the pitch, keeps it himself, picks up two or three on the play. It's going to be second down and seven. They have played the pitch pretty well this afternoon, and that time Noah faked it. And then came back and tried to find a seam. Picks up three yeah. yards on the play, and you'll take that. Yeah, and he's going to his left, probably not as comfortable pitching it with his left hand. Uh, that was probably a factor there because I, I believe the pitch was there. Clayberg, pass completed to Jungling. Jungling makes the tumbling catch at the sideline at the 42-yard line. It's enough for a Dort first down. 
Well, so a flag on the play. That's yeah. going to go against Concordia as well. Yeah, pass interference that's uh, going to get declined here because that would be a spot foul anyhow. Um, since we've got enough yards for a first down, I would imagine you'll just, just decline it and take the pass result of the play. Defense number 20. That penalty is declined. You called it. Defenders have it. First down and 10 now at their own 42-yard line. 5.20 left to play in this third period. So the defenders, 179 yards on the ground, 100 yards passing. Concordia a little bit better luck here in the second half. Passing the ball. Sonderman, the ball carrier. Sonderman still on his feet, fighting his way forward. And the young fresh legs pick up eight yards on the play. It's going to be second down and two. Yeah, and you you said it. You know, you can't stress enough, especially at this point in the season. If you got a guy that hasn't had a lot of carries, he's not been beat up uh, throughout the season. He looks fresh out there, and you know I, he's tough to find behind that line, that offensive line. He kind of squirts through. Second down and two for the defenders. Fake the handoff. Clayberg under pressure, and down he goes. Pressure was brought from the weak side, and that uh, quarterback sack now for the Concordia Bulldogs, and that is another player that added to their, that's Zach Walter. Walter, 6'1", senior from Lincoln, Kansas, and that's a loss of eight on the sack. It's going to be third down and ten for the defenders. Ball back at the original line of scrimmage for this set of downs at the 42-yard line, but that clock continuing to wind down. Four minutes now left to play in the third period. Yeah, and right there is probably the downside of having a new face in the backfield. Didn't see the blitzing linebacker and taking care of his blitz responsibility. Clayberg has it. He's going to tuck it and run. Gets a block and picks up a first down. Lowers his shoulder and picks up another two or three. I admire the effort. Got to value that right shoulder, though. <laughs> yeah. And we've got some football yet to play. Defenders, a first down, down to the 46-yard line. First down and 10 in Concordia territory. I think that was Levi Sconehoven who was running interference out front for him. Clayberg, pass intended for Hubelhorst at the 35-yard line. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. Second and 10 for the defenders, leading 28-0 with 3.32 left to play here in the third period. Well, you know, Levi Sconehoven, I, I think he's the type of player that enjoys blocking as, he, as much as he enjoys carrying the ball. So if he gets an opportunity out in the open field to, to run somebody over and uh, lead block downfield for Clayberg, he's, he's going he's gonna to do that all day long. Second down and 10 for the defenders. Man in motion. Fake the handoff. Clayberg pitches it over to Sconehoven. Sconehoven, they go low on him, and they gains three on the play. It's going to be third down and seven. So third and seven for the defenders. They're at the 43-yard line. They need the 34 for a first down. Uh, pardon me, the 36 for a first down. Defenders look to the sideline. Three minutes now left to play in the third period. Neither team has scored here in the second half. It was 28 nothing at halftime, and that's where we still are. Jungling is to the near side. Warner lines up, tight end. Back to pass. Clayberg steps up in the pocket. Pass completed to Jungling. Jungling 
Staked out enough for a first down down to the 26-yard line. A 20-yard gain on the play, and the defenders have it first down and 10 with 2.43 left to go in the third period. Yeah, and really nice job by jungling, uh, finding the open zone, sitting in that window, and, and giving Clayberg a nice target to throw to. First down and 10. Defenders moving into the wind here. Handoff goes to Skibout. Skibout to the 20, and Skibout... Picks up another six yards on the play. Carter Skibot inching his way towards 80 yards on the ground. Defenders well over 200 yards rushing now against the team that is tops in the conference. 78 rushing yards allowed on average and fourth in the NAIA. Second down and four now for the defenders. Handoff Sconehoven. Sconehoven to the outside and just can't quite get over the top. Stop for no gain on the play. And a tackle made by the Concordia Bulldogs, Derek Tahowski. Tahowski on the stop. It's going to be third down. Third and three. Dort going up tempo now. Movement. And Dort will look to the sideline now with 20 seconds on the play clock. Yeah, you saw early in the game uh, Dort really up tempo, trying to keep Concordia on their heels. Now trying to burn a little bit more clock so you get a little bit more of the check with me, look at the sideline, get the play in. Noah Clayberg to the sideline on the far side, unable to get to the edge. No gain on the play. It's going to be fourth down and three. This would be a 37-yard kick into the wind, a field goal attempt. It doesn't look like there's any indication that they'll try a field goal here. Brett Zachman, by the way, a long of 36 this season, and it would be that was in much better weather conditions than this. Right. So fourth and three. Nothing else. Dort has swung the field position and movement on the line of scrimmage, and this is going to turn into fourth and eight. I'm afraid. Mentioned that to an assistant coach this past week. I, I feel like watching games this year, I've seen more movement on the line of scrimmage, but fewer calls. Now today, some of those movements are getting whistled, and the play is dead. It's going to be fourth down now and eight yards to go. Dort at the 25-yard line. They need the 16 for a first down. Yeah, and every offensive lineman, they're trying to time that up and get the best jump possible. So a lot of times it's just as the ball starts to move, but uh, that time was a little bit too early. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg floats it up towards the end zone, has jungling and jangling. Unable to come down with it in the end zone. Pass falls incomplete on the defense was Johnny Johnson knocking it away. And the defenders will take over first down, uh, pardon me, Concordia will take over first down and 10 after Dort turns it over on downs. Concordia has it first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Yeah, just taking a shot to the end zone there on a, on a long fourth down play. Uh, good attempt, uh, especially when you have somebody like Jungling who just seems to come up with the ball a lot of the time. So you take that shot. Um, you know, a good solid drive, took a lot of time off the clock. Uh, and pretty soon you're going to have the wind at your back and, and hopefully shorten the fourth quarter as well. The Concordia Bulldogs with it first down and 10 at their own 25. The defenders so far limiting Concordia offensively. We'll get those numbers for you in between quarters. Actually, we'll do it right now. Concordia 102 yards of total offense. Dort 318. Kemp, your quarterback. 
under pressure, and down he goes. You guessed it, David Kakmarinski blowing the play up. Kakmarinski with another quarterback sack, and that just wasn't a fair fight. Four sacks now for Kakmarinski this season, and the defenders, a five-yard loss on the play, and that's going to be the last play of the quarter. Second down and 15 for the Bulldogs when we resume play. They'll be moving into the wind when we resume play for the fourth quarter. Dort leading 28 to nothing. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with a fourth quarter of play right after this. Concordia facing second down and 15 as we resume play here in the fourth quarter. Back to pass is Kemp. Kemp has time. He's going to throw it over the middle, and the pass is in and out of the hands, and they would love to have that one back. Corell Colmus, he's made 30 catches this season. If he makes that catch, and that one's right through the hands, and uh, for the quarterback, Jake Kemp, he can't do, can't deliver it in a much better right. spot than that. Yeah, really well-thrown ball uh, by Kemp, and, you know, you just don't have that many opportunities in a game for a big play, a big explosive play. They had one there, and it went right through their hands. Third and 15 for the Bulldogs. We'll see if they go right back to it. Three receivers set to the left. Wyand is your running back. Kemp back to pass. Kemp, under pressure, throws it away. Maybe loosely interpreted interpreted as intended for Anderson, but Anderson no chance of catching that. It's going to be fourth down, and Concordia is going to have to punt into the wind. Ten seconds go off of the clock here to start the fourth quarter of play. Yeah, and you'd understand it, but Kemp is is frustrated right now. Uh, You know, he, he has receivers not making plays for him. He doesn't have much time back there in the pocket. Uh, Dort's doing a great job with the pass rush. Um, yeah, he, he's frustrated. It's been a frustrating day for him, but um, it's because of a good defensive scheme. Castaneda is on to punt. Line drive, taking it as Cabango at the 47-yard line to the 40. Tiptoes inside the 40 and onto the 35-yard line. And I don't believe, you, you don't understand how difficult that is. And he made it look relatively easy and uh, picks up about 15 yards on that return. Yeah, punt returners, are, are they're special people. Um, it's not an easy job. Uh, but he makes it look easy, caught that one clean, and, hey, went straight up field, got good positive yards, and uh, Dort starting with great field position. None of the games in the GPAC are close today. We'll get to that scoreboard in just a moment. 14-41 left to play in regulation. Dort leading 28 to nothing. High formation. Neither team has scored here in the second half. They both had their chances. Klaber rolling right. He's going to plant throw. Has Bolden. Bolden in and out of the hands. Just off of the fingertips. Defense applied by Concordia. And uh, that was Matt Patrichek. Petracek on the coverage, not a badly thrown ball either. Bolden very nearly comes down with a circus catch. Now, Clayberg, again, he's that's the second deep ball that he's thrown pretty well today. And while that one would have taken a, a really nice catch, it was there. He gave his receiver an opportunity to make a play. Skonhoven set to the right. Clayberg's going to run option, pitches it over to Skibout. Uh, Skibout to the 20. And Skiba picks up 16 yards on the play, and he's now knocking on the door of 100 yards. Here's your scoreboard. Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center serving the community since 1991. Northwestern leading Doan 23-3. Briar Cliff leads Hastings 32-0. Morningside leading Dakota Wesleyan 48-0. Midland over Jamestown 35-14. That's your Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard here this afternoon. 
Dort first down and 10 at the 20-yard line, and Dort can put a dagger in this one here with a score, leading 28 to nothing. Already a difficult task for Concordia, but Dort can probably take all doubt away here with a score on this drive. Clayberg doesn't have the numbers, pitches it over to Sconehoven. Sconehoven inside the 15 down to the uh, 14-yard line. And the defenders, good positive yardage that time, and uh, Sconehoven that time almost out in front of Clayberg, but they were behind the line of scrimmage, so uh, you could throw it forward you know, with Clayberg behind the line of scrimmage. Second down and four. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really didn't have much there, but Clayberg uh, able to get it to Sconehoven for a good positive seven-yard gain. All I saw were white shirts. Pass is complete to Jungling. Levi Jungling, touchdown defenders. Levi Jungling on the receiving end of that 15-yard touchdown pass and catch from Noah Clayberg. Clayberg with his fourth touchdown pass. Levi Jungling with his second touchdown catch of the season. And the defenders up 34 to nothing. And that one pretty well puts uh, the nail in the coffin. On to attempt the point after will be Brett Zachman, who is a perfect four for four so far today. Let's see if he can make it five for five this afternoon. Zachman. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick splits the uprights, and the defenders are up 35 to nothing with 13.27 left to play in this contest. Dort with a five-score lead and the shutout still intact. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Brett Zachman kicks it through the end zone. Concordia will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. And at this point, I don't believe the end result in doubt, but the defense... You're looking for your second shutout in a row, and shutouts do not come that easily, Kyle, and uh, the defender's trying to make it two in a row here this afternoon. It's uh, It's tough to shut out any offense, and, uh, you know, Dort's defense playing outstanding today, and, you know, it becomes a pride thing. You want to keep that zero on the board. Kemp is on at quarterback. Still seeing Jake Kemp, and as I said, Wyatt Ellers has played in six games this year, so... I thought maybe we would see them. And they've played some tight games, so it's not like they've been blowouts. We've got a flag on the play, pass incomplete, and Concordia just cannot catch a break offensively. That pass intended for Devin Ziegler, and the flag thrown in the backfield. This is going to be a hold against Concordia. They're going to go 10 yards closer to their end zone. This is going to be first and 20 now from the 15. Yeah, and... and Kemp is visibly uh, frustrated right now, and it, you can understand why. He's he's not getting a lot of help from from the other members of the offense here for Concordia, and you know, and you know, in all honesty, he probably needs to find his tight end again. That's been the bright spot, if there's anything for what Concordia has done today offensively. Well, let's keep an eye on number 49. That's Fitzky. Fitzky near side on the line of scrimmage. Kemp. Back to pass. There he is. Found Fitzky. Fitzky at the DU cross logo at the 25-yard line. And that'll be a gain of 11 on the play. It'll be second down and nine. Yeah, he's a big target. I mean, if you can't find him on the field, uh, there's going to be some question about your vision because he's a good one. Um, Got a bright future, I think, there for Concordia. No, I was going to say, after you called that play, do you have any stocks I should buy as well? Because (laughs) as if on cue, 
They found Fitzke for the easy 11-yard. It looked relatively yeah, yeah. easy, 11-yard completion at least. Second down and nine. Well, he's probably the one guy that Kemp's not frustrated with. <laughs> Kemp spins out of the, the grasp of a defensive player, throws it away, intended for O.J. Ferguson, and that'll bring up third down now and eight yards to go. Yeah, and Kemp is just taking a beating, you know. Even on incompletions like that, Dort's getting great pressure and and knocking him to the ground, and he's going to be a, a sore young man tonight and tomorrow. Well, after and I don't I don't think we realize sometimes how the strain that you put on just trying to spin away from a would be tackler like that who's got a grip on your leg, and 30 seconds later you got to get another playoff. Kemp under pressure, still under pressure, dodges a couple of tacklers, and he is going to be buried at the 20-yard line. Who was it? Yep, David Kakmarinski. And uh, Kakmarinski levels Kemp, and, and Kemp. That might, that might be it for Kemp. I, you know, he needed to get out of bounds. Yeah, he's he's just, just trying to keep a play alive, looking for anything positive, and unfortunately uh, he ran into a load there with Kakmarinski coming full full speed. Kakmarinski had room to get up to speed, and it'll be a Concordia punting now with 12.04 remaining. Nathan Cabongo at midfield. This punt by Concordia's Lane Castaneda. Flag on the play. This one's going to go dead against and uh, be another five yards the wrong way for Concordia. And for Concordia right now, I know you want something good to happen before the game gets over, but you get the sense that they would just as soon get on the bus and head home and get ready for the next one next week. Yeah, there's just nothing going right, you know, and you have your your wide guy on punt team jumping, backing you up five yards. It's, it's just not a good day. Castaneda at his three-yard line now. Rugby kick, and Cabongo's going to field the line drive. Lost it. And the Concordia Bulldogs, they came up with it. Defense is going to have to get back on the field. I was just going to say, if he comes up with that, it saves probably 20 yards or so. He does not. And the defense will be back on the field after the muffed punt return by Nathan Cabongo. And Cabongo just unable to get back on top of it. Concordia's coverage team out there quickly to take advantage of the miscue. Yeah, and typically he's pretty sure-handed, and, and he did everything right except for not come up with the ball, uh, because you know, as as a coach, I, I one of my biggest pet peeves was when the punts would hit the ground, and uh, he did a nice job of getting there. Uh, he had a play on the ball, just couldn't secure it. First down and ten for the Bulldogs. Now at their own 41-yard line, and we do have a new quarterback in for the Bulldogs. Pass is complete to the sideline. And that's a 10-yard pickup on the play. The new quarterback is Wyatt Ellers. Ellers in at quarterback for the Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs have a first down near midfield, 11-20 left to play, and maybe that is what Concordia needs to get something positive going here at the end of the contest. As we said, the, the outcome really no longer in doubt after that last score by the defenders to make it 35 to nothing. But uh, Concordia able to get a miscue and try to get something going here. Yeah, they just need to find something to build on, uh, not necessarily for this game, but for the future. Ellers, pass completed. 
On the near side, and the Dort defense rallying to the football nicely, but not before a five-yard gain on the short pass. And that is number 45 for the Bulldogs. That is Juan Leon. He's from Columbus, Nebraska, sophomore. Lots of new faces coming in for Concordia as they try to get something positive going here to finish the game, trailing 35-0. Second down and five. They need the Dort 39-yard line for a first down, and now we have stoppage in play. Timeout, charge to the defenders. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. We return to action. Ellers under pressure, and Ellers is going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Chase Copeman's on the tackle for the defenders, and that will bring up third down. Yeah, great use of the time out there for uh, the Dort defense, dial up a sack, um, get some momentum back after a few good uh, plays by the uh, Concordia offense. Loss of six on the play. It's going to bring up third down and 11 with under 10 minutes to go here in this fourth quarter. No football games have gone final yet. None of them really in doubt at this point, though. Third and 11 for the Bulldogs in their own territory. They flared out to the running back, and David Kakmarinski there to make the initial contact with Concordia's backup running back, Jonah Wyant. It's going to be a loss of one on the play, and that will bring up fourth down and 12. Concordia near midfield. I'd be shocked if they didn't go for it here. And Wyatt Ellers will stay on the field. Wyatt Ellers, a 5'11", 185-pound freshman for the Bulldogs. Facing fourth down and 12. Let's see if Dort can bring some pressure. (coughs) Defenders leading 35-0. And Ellers. And we've got a timeout on the field charged to Concordia. So Concordia will burn another timeout. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. Spiritually. Fourth down and 12. Back to pass. Ellers is going to air it out, and it's picked off by Placide. Placide with his second interception of the ball game. He picks it off at the 30-yard line, and that's where the old coach would say, what? Just knock it down. <laughs> knock it down. But <laughs> the defensive back, Placide. Padding his stats. Gets right. the interception at the 30-yard line, so it's... And Dort would have had it at midfield, but Dort will take it. Still possession for the defenders at their own 30-yard line. Yeah, and when uh, when you're up 35 to nothing, you take the interception. Um, if it's a tighter ball game and, and field position is truly a, a bigger factor, you, you knock it down and, and get the offense on the field. Reynolds is in at quarterback, hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier, and Sonderman out to the 32-yard line. That was a pretty hard-earned two-yard run by the uh, freshman from Napa, Idaho. And as I said earlier, no finals in yet from the uh, GPAC. Uh, yardage totals for the defenders so far. Carter Skibout, 17 carries, 94 yards. Noah Clayberg, 82 yards on 20 carries. He also completed 12 of 25 passes for 132 yards. Reynolds in at quarterback, fakes the pass, tucks it away, and he's going to be brought down at the 30-yard line. A loss of two on the play for Reynolds, the sophomore from Yuba City, California, and the defenders will send Carter Skibot back onto the field. Let's see if Skibot can pick up six yards and make it to 100. 
7.48 remaining in this ballgame. Skibop and Sconehoven on the field. Now Sconehoven will actually line up as the tailback. Skibop, your fullback. Reynolds. Checking the sideline. 7.30 and counting. Ball game. Third down and eight. Fake the handoff. Pitch. Left side, Sconehoven to the edge. Lowers his head. Close to a first down. Depends where they mark him out of bounds. That's going to be very near a first down. Yep. They're giving him the first down. From across the field, the linesman said, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) First down and ten. Never see the chains out on the field anymore with these artificial turf or field turf fields. All strictly done by where you are on that line. Handoff. And with it is Skibout. Skibout gains two on the play. It'll be second down at eight. 6.47 remaining. And Dort just trying to grind it out now and salt this one away and finish it off and start thinking about Hastings next week. Second down and eight. Reynolds. Hard count. Nobody moves. 20 seconds on the play clock. 6.27 on the game clock. Reynolds. And the shotgun. Reynolds. Hands it off, and that's Skibout again. Skibout with another five yards on the play. That gives him over 100 for the day. Skibout with 19 carries. So third down now and three. Dort needs the midfield stripe for first down. Reynolds keeps it himself. And he's going to be brought down for a loss of one on the play. It's going to be fourth down and four. Dort at their own 46-yard line. And are we going to have a punt here? Certainly appears that way. And Noah Clayberg, I was looking for number three where where he was. And uh, he heads out onto the field. He was over on the near side anticipating this punt situation. So Clayberg already with a 70-yarder to his credit with the wind, and he's punting now with about 54 yards to work with. The line of scrimmage is the Dort 46-yard line. 5-10 remaining. He'll get this away, and change of possession will happen in about five minutes. Clayberg, a booming kick taken at the 10-yard line. To the 15, and nothing there. That closed up very quickly. Good coverage that time by the defenders. Ostin Inc. on the coverage. And also Oliveira, Ryan Oliveira on the coverage. And the Concordia Bulldogs will take over first down and 10 at their own 14. Still trailing 35-0. Dort bidding for their second shutout in a row. Yeah, and Concordia had two guys deep on the punt return. And, uh, you know, the, the off returner is supposed to pick up the first threat. Uh, I think he picked the wrong guy. And... Um, nice coverage there by the, the Dort punt team. Wyatt Ellers in at quarterback for the Bulldogs. Ellers hands it off, and not much there again. Buchman on the tackle. Jonah Wyand on the carry. It's going to be second down and 10. For Concordia so far, they've been limited on the ground to 10 yards. 102 yards of passing offense. 
The defenders, 260 and 132 for 392. That's right around their average, actually. A little below, averaging about 450 yards total offense in a typical day. Ellers has Wyan to his left. He's going to roll left. Pass falls incomplete, intended for Colmus. Concordia this afternoon, that was the 29th pass attempt. They've completed 12 so far, and they have five interceptions as well. Yeah, just uh, they've struggled in, in all, as, all aspects of their offense. Um, not giving quarterbacks a lot of time to to work in the pocket. Uh, now they get trying to get them outside, roll them out. Uh, they're, they're, they're still searching for something that works today. Third down and 10 at their own 15-yard line. Ellers fakes the handoff. He's going to flare it off to the running back. And Wyand upended. Is that Marcus Whipper out there? Marcus Whipper on the tackle. It's going to be a short gain on the play. Picks up four, maybe, maybe five. It's going to be fourth down, and Concordia is forced to punt. And Nathan Cabongo back on the field, trying to make amends for that last punt. That was a line drive, and I'm guessing they're going to tell him to move up a great deal because that line drive, that last one got knocked down by the wind so much. Yeah. I mean, he's, 20, he's 23 yards deep from the line of scrimmage, and that might be generous. Rugby kick, and that's, well, that one gets yeah. some air under it. Takes a Dort bounce, and the defenders wisely get away from it. And the defenders will take over first down and 10 at the Concordia 48-yard line. But, and, yeah, now you just want some positive plays by your, your second offense and uh, maybe pick up first down and bleed this clock down to zeros. The defenders, a couple of new players in. Well, you've got Sonderman back in at running back for Dort. Also in the backfield is number 45, Anthony Trojan. So Trojan and Sonderman in the backfield along with Reynolds. Reynolds turns, hands, gives to Sonderman. Sonderman shifting his way through at the 45-yard line down to the 43-yard line. So a gain of five on the play for Sonderman. Sonderman with seven carries. He's got over 50 yards of rushing this afternoon. And now the Dort crowd starting to filter away. A lot of them will be heading over to the DeWitt Gym for volleyball action this afternoon. Turned out to be a pretty decent day. Wind was a little brisk, but turned uh, warmed up nicely for the last Saturday of October. Reynolds, man in motion. Hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman's second effort. Maybe a one-yard pickup on the play. And it's third down and four. So third and four. Concordia has no intentions of stopping this clock. So the defenders, they get a first down here. Certainly would appear that they could go to victory formation. Third down and four. Yeah, and you'll probably see them, if they don't get it here, may go for it on fourth down just to... To try to pick that up and, and seal the victory. Third down and four. They've got it at the 42. They get the 38. They've got a first down. Tyler Reynolds. Three seconds. Now two. They're not going to get the playoff, and Dort's going to have to call the timeout. 
Timeout on the field with two minutes remaining. Dort leading 35 to nothing. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Tyler Reynolds on the carry out of the timeout. Picks up three yards on the play. Still going to be about a yard or two short of the first down. 148 left to play in the game, and the defenders, as predicted, in all likelihood going to go for it here on fourth down. They can take it down to under a minute. 20 left to go in the game on this play. Looking to the sideline, Tyler Reynolds. Defenders also with a JV contest coming up on Monday, so that's why you're not seeing them go any deeper on the bench than this. They've got more players that uh, they'll be playing on Monday. Reynolds hands it off Sonderman. Sonderman's second effort, did he get it? It's going to be close. The near linesman and the near linesman, I believe, indicating it's a turnover on downs with 111 left to go in the game. So the Concordia Bulldogs force the turnover on downs. Concordia will take over first down and 10 at their own 39. And the defender defense will have to come onto the field one more time to try and preserve the shutout. Scores coming in from the conference. Finals. Midland. A 42-14 winner over Jamestown. Midland improves to 3-3 in the league. Jamestown 1-6. Northwestern a winner over Doan, 23-3. Northwestern 6-0 in the conference. Doan goes from 4-1 two weeks ago to now 4-3 with back-to-back losses. Handoff. And the carry by Wyand. It'll be second down. And two after the gain of eight on the play. Josh Morazic on the tackle. Second down and two. Ellers turns, hands. And not much there. Maybe a gain of two on the play for a first down. And they'll stop the clock momentarily as they move the chains. It'll be first and ten for the Bulldogs at their own 49-yard line. Well, the Dort defense trying to make it two shutouts in a row. Leading 35 to nothing here. Ellers, back to pass. Pump fake. Pass over the top is complete. Receiver still on his feet. And he is forced out of bounds. I thought he stayed in bounds, actually. But uh, they rule him out of bounds and now shaken up on the play at the 22-yard line. So first down and 10 for the Bulldogs at the 22 of Dort, of Dort University. 18 seconds remaining. Castaneda on the field. Ellers. Back to pass. Flush from the pocket. He's going to scramble. Morozik on the tackle. No. He's brought down at the 7-yard line. Clock stops momentarily with... Seven seconds remaining, so Concordia trying to avert the shutout here. Ellers. And now we have a timeout. Timeout on the field. Charge to Concordia. I believe there were three seconds left on the clock when they uh, finally called timeout, so they'll run one play. And we'll see if the... Now they're going to bring it back to seven seconds on the clock. So seven seconds will be on the clock. The football is at the seven-yard line. Concordia trying to get the zero off of the board here on the last play from scrimmage. 
Yeah, and it becomes a pride thing here for your defense. You don't want to give a t- give up a touchdown on most likely the last play of the game here. Um, you want to keep that zero on the on the board, and, and so you're going to see him get after it here. Concordia will have it first and goal to go from the eight when we resume play. And the Bulldogs up to the line of scrimmage. Ellers. Dort trying to maintain the shutout. Ellers looking to the end zone. Pass is thrown away. Incomplete. Two seconds left to go in the game. Come Um, on. We need a hometown clock here. It was not the last play from scrimmage. (laughs) There is one more play from scrimmage. Placide on the coverage. And that will bring up second down and goal to go from the eight. And this will be the final play, barring a penalty. Ellers, your quarterback, in the backfield with him is Devin Ziegler. Arthur Anderson lining up on the near side against Placide. Movement, and everybody throws the flag. (laughs) Back him up five and run this last play. Daniel Garcia Hernandez. No, that's Gavin Mull, the other 66 for Concordia. So again, second and goal to go now from the 13-yard line. Ellers back to pass. He's going to throw it for Castaneda. Pass falls incomplete. Shutout stays intact. And the defenders win it by a final score of 35 to nothing. We'll take a quick look at the numbers and uh, then we will let uh, Kyle be on his way. And Kyle, we talked about it in the pregame show that it was going to come down to that line of scrimmage. The defenders end up with 269 yards of rushing offense on a windy day. They limit Concordia to 170 yards of total offense, 34 on the ground, 136 in the air. And uh, that one, it, the game was won on turnovers and the battle at the line of scrimmage. Exactly right. Yeah, you, you can't, uh, can't turn the ball over as many times as what Concordia did and expect to be in a ball game. And, and uh, yeah, the, the offensive line for Dort and the defensive line for Dort took, uh, took charge of this game, and that's where it was won. The Dort defenders, Carter Skibot, 101 yards rushing, Noah Kleberg, 82, Michael Sonderman, 55, Levi Sconehoven, 30. And it was uh, some days we've seen where Dort will go repeatedly to one player over and over and over and beat a team into submission, if you will. Today it was just a steady diet of different players with opportunities. Well, yeah, and the the good part of that is uh, you you keep guys fresh, you know, and you're going to have guys go into – uh, the rest of the weekend, they're going to enjoy their Sunday. They're not going to feel too beat up. Um, and they're going to be fresh and ready to go as they start preparation next week for, for Hastings. This Concordia team defensively um, unable to limit Dort. Dort's defense, the defensive line, uh, the play of David Kakmarinski, uh, outstanding in providing some pressure, some tackles for loss, and uh, he really was uh, played an extraordinary game on the defensive line for the second week in a row. Yeah, and I think he even probably should get credit, credited with a, a deflection here on that last play of the game. Um, 
Kakmarinski, just a, an outstanding ball game. I would say he's, you know, you never know what else is going on across the conference and how any other defensive player is playing. But, uh, you know, I think he'd be a good nominee for the Defensive Player of the Week in the GPAC because he had a solid ball game today. The two games that he has put together in a row now as good a stretch defensively as uh, I've seen a Dort University, an Dort University player have. The defenders come away with a 35 to nothing win. The defenders now in second place at 4-2. and two. And they'll be tied with Briarcliff. Briarcliff was leading Hastings 32 to nothing. The defenders now five and three in the conference. They'll be playing Hastings on the road next week. Hastings one and five in the league and two and five overall. But it's a long trip. And uh, but the defenders have taken some of those this year, and they seem to respond okay when they go on the road. Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those that's so long that uh, you do feel like you're. You know, you're going to get out there on Friday. You're probably going to have a walk through somewhere along the way, and um, you know, it's it, it's a it's a great stadium, a great atmosphere to play, and and Dort's played there very well uh, lately. And and you're going against a Hastings team that's yeah, they're struggling. So uh, you would you would hope that it be another strong performance by these defenders. Kyle, I'm going to go through the numbers. So I'll let you go. Thanks for coming by. You bet. You're welcome. That's Kyle Akterhoff. Let's take a look at the numbers now. The defenders score four touchdowns in the first quarter of, uh, pardon me, the first half of play. They led 28 to nothing at the half. They win it by a final of 35 to zero. For Dort on offense, they run a total of. 89 plays from scrimmage, gained 401 yards, 269 on the ground, 132 in the air. For Concordia, they run 54 plays from scrimmage, 170 yards of offense. They complete 14 passes for 136 yards, and they run for 34 yards on 21 attempts. Scoring, Levi Jungling had a one-yard touchdown run to start the game making it 7 to nothing, capping a 79-yard drive, and that was the longest drive of the day for the defenders. The rest of their scoring drives, 36-42-10 and 36 yards. Carter Skibout had a 6-yard touchdown run. Michael Sonderman, a 1-yard touchdown plunge. Levi Scone of Odenland, a 1-yard touchdown plunge. And Noah Clayberg completes a pass to Levi Jungling for 14 yards to cap the scoring early in the fourth quarter to make it 35 to nothing at the time. Individually, Carter Skibout, 19 carries, 101 yards. Noah Clayberg, 20 for 82. Michael Sonderman, 9 for 55. Levi Sconehoven, 9 for 30. Noah Clayberg, 12 of 25 passing, one interception, one touchdown, 132 yards. Levi Jungling, his favorite receiver, nine catches for 92 yards. Jake Dodge, three catches for 40 yards. He was destined for a big day, but left with a shoulder injury in the first half. He did not return. Ryan Durden, seven carries for Concordia, 30 yards. And uh, Jake Kemp, rough day for him, nine of 24 passing, four interceptions, no touchdowns, 89 yards of offense. Brady Fitzke, three catches for 47 yards. Caden Barron, two catches for 40 yards. The defense for Dort, looking for those defensive numbers. And I'm not going to get them right now. Tell you what, I'm going to take a break, and we will be back with more right after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. Back with the defensive numbers and a rundown of the scores that we have in a moment. 
Here are your defensive numbers then for the uh, Dort defenders today. Josh Morozik, nine solo, four assisted stops, one tackle for a loss. Ashton Treshman, an interception, four solo tackles. David Kakmarinski, three solo, one assist, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, and an interception with a return for 16 yards. Quentin Murphy, two solos, two assists. And Connor Bosmo with two solos, one assist with one fumble recovery. Nathan Cabongo and Jalen Placide also had interceptions for the defenders. Derek Tahovsky led Concordia with eight solo and four assisted stops in the losing effort. Finally, here is a look at your fairway meet and uh, grocery in Sioux Center scoreboard, serving the community since 1991. Northwestern over Doan, 23-3. Cliff over Hastings, 32 to nothing. Morningside over Dakota Wesleyan, 69 to zero. Midland, a 42-14 winner over Jamestown, and Dort shuts out Concordia. Second shutout in a row for the defenders in GPAC play, 35 to nothing. Dort gets the win over Concordia today. Next up, Dort volleyball in about an hour from the Dewitt Gym. The defenders taking on the College of Saint Mary Flames. You can hear that match on KDCR 88.5. Also will be uh, on the uh, web live stream as well, second channel there. The uh, Dort uh, football team, next action, a week from today at Hastings. That will be 1 o'clock kickoff, and you can hear it on KDCR. That's going to do it for our broadcast. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Until about an hour from now, good afternoon.